Paul is literally the worst. I did not fix the music like I was supposed to after last week for my intro because that bitch is too long. So I made my own intro and I'm going to go back and re record no, that not. intro. And that's going to be the intro after the guys, guys. Do, do, do. Hey, everybody. It's Bass and Brews, your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. I've decided, uh, maybe you've seen it lately in the social media, uh, not only is 2024 uh, the wood era for Bass and Brews, but we are uh, fully embracing Forever Feral as our new tagline because uh, I feel like every episode's gotten a little wilder, and I absolutely love it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed last week's episode with uh, Mike, our Bigfoot expert, because that was uh, life-changing for me. Uh, I'm actually going to be leaving the show and I'm going to go find Bigfoot. Um, I'm going to be gone for about nine months, just out in the woods looking for Bigfoot, trying to ask Bigfoot what exactly is Bigfoot style. So, Yes, I want to know when Bigfoots do it. I want to yep. know what Bigfoot style is. My guess we- is, my guess is, is, never mind. Let's just get started <laughs> with this podcast because I'm super damn excited about this one. Listen. We got a bona fide Bonafide special operations motherfucker up in the house. We do, but before we get there, hey, just a reminder, sign up for that Patreon. We're going to be starting out last call with Alex and Paul. You're only going to get access to that if you are a Patreon member. Uh, Also, remember, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and then leave the meanest fucking comment that you can. Um, I haven't checked in a minute. On that, we've got two new ones we have to read out tonight. Do you want to start with those? Let's go ahead and read those out. Yeah, let me, uh, do you have them pulled up or do I need no, to No, I'll pull them up. You read the first one, I'll read the second one. All right, well, how about we didn't we didn't prepare for this. We were really bad today. Like, we prepared for, well, I have never prepared for one of I these I prepared for that fucking ever. Bigfoot. Uh, which one are you going to do, the January 23rd or the? Uh, well, well, hold on because I have to go search for Bass and Brews since Great, I'm so the first signed. one comes from Den Claire Prague. Uh, they give us five stars. Remember, that's all you have to do, five stars, and we're going to read your shit review to us. Um, this one, it's, it's titled Terrible. If listening to drunken rambling about Astroglide and randomness with some loosely based outdoor-related content thrown in, this is the place for you. Well, thank you for that. Also, that wasn't a complete sentence, so uh, obviously you're fucking drunk too, so welcome <laughs> to the show. All right, um, we got yeah. the next one is Love at First Cast from Bub Bad, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, this one's. Is a he beauty. even? If he is he even old enough to be listening to this podcast? Ninety three. I guess shit. so. He's yeah, twenty one yeah. years old. Yeah, just he in can time. buy alcohol. All right, Bub Bad, nineteen ninety three says Bass and Bruise, the story of two men with a hidden love affair for each other. One looks like Frodo Baggins, hillbilly meth addicted second cousin twice removed, <laughs> who only comes around once in a while asking for money. And he constantly talks about his glory days in the Coast Guard floating around on his paddle boat being a puddle pirate. (laughs) 
while the other brutal. one gives Bigfoot a run for the largest, hairiest creature in the world, I would say that would be the other Alex, tall Alex. It's true. Uh, I added that in. Comma. <laughs> but Bigfoot is smarter than him, and all he talks about is how he was a third-string punter on his backwoods homeschooled football team and how he was a wild. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't homeschooled. <laughs> Secondly, wildland firefighter is one word. There's no S. But back to the review. Yep. And how he was a wild lands firefighter. No way this guy could drag a hose 300 feet. Look, we don't be dragging hoses. Hold on, finish, firefighting. finish. He gets winded from getting up out of his chair. Why <laughs> anyone would listen to this podcast, I don't know. I'd rather bend over at a Nickelback concert than listen to these two <laughs> idiots talk nonsense all day. That, that's got to be that's got to be in the top three of, of them all. Bub Bad nineteen ninety three. Whoever you are, send us. What's our email? Bassandbrews at yep. gmail dot com. Yeah, we Bub got a Bad, present for you. Send Bub us Brad. your your number one. Send us a email, and we're gonna send you a special Bass and Brews package. Send an email to bassandbrews at gmail dot com. We're gonna send you something. Also, anybody else, if you wanna you know holler at us, tell us anything, get in touch with us. If you don't have our cell phone numbers, if you don't get in touch with us on on the the socials holler at us through email all right i think that was all of it so we've got as uh paul say said we have a bona fide american badass we've got matt collins here with us matt how are you i'm good thanks for having me on guys well thank you for coming on i know you're uh very busy you've got uh not only is he a fisherman but he's also a pilot uh doing uh whirly bird things uh well, hold on hold on let's back up a second okay because before he became a pilot of a chinook he did 10 years as a green beret so matt tell me as a green beret how did it feel like playing second fiddle to the navy seals <laughs> Are you serious well, yeah, I mean, I, from my, my knowledge, the SEALs are like the shit, and the Green Berets are the ones that have to be rescued from, you know, by the SEALs every time. Oh, my. You, you probably sit at home and fucking watch David Goggins all day long. <laughs> Listen, if you're cold, fuck it. Keep running. Well, I mean, you know, it was the SEALs who went after Osama. Oh, Jesus. You serious? And rude. And that's rude, Paul, because it's definitely a ghost <laughs> SEALs rangers uh pjs and then berets right and that the this is gonna be like the shortest episode ever i think we fully offended our guest already oh man <laughs> i mean what's the deal though like you know well you know i, I don't know <laughs> what the hell man well, shit, I mean, come at me if you're going to come at me because you ain't even saying nothing. I mean, you're sipping some, what, Surge and some Chicks drinks, some White Claws or some shit? Come yep. on, man. Yep. Well, I don't know. You like us. <laughs> Y'all skinny and shit. Okay. Y'all skinny and shit. <laughs> well, I will say. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you're in North Carolina. Why don't you just go? I mean, you're close enough to them. Just go start some shit over there. I, I feel like the Navy SEALs do get a lot of press, right? Um, but those dudes are also dumb enough to join the Navy as a whole. So they can't be that fucking good because they are in the Navy. So um, props to you for not being in the Navy. Because, uh, yeah. 
But Matt, how did you, uh, as Paul likes to say, what was your journey to get to this point? I, I don't know, man. I, this <laughs> are you mad? Are you mad at me, Pat? You look a little fucking. You look yeah. a little irritated with me. I mean, I got some chubby asshole, you know, talking <laughs> shit right now. You know, are you serious? You gonna well, hey, I'm invite me on it? just to talk some shit? Well, I mean, shit, motherfucker. Hell, you know what? Fuck you. I'll leave. This. All right. All right, Alex. Alex, no, nah, I ain't taking this shit. All right. I can already tell what this Good is. Good luck, this Alex. Is a fucking he gonna thing. call me. No. Fuck this fuck shit. Fuck you. This is a thing that you guys set up before I Jesus. fucking got on the show. Who is that guy? Is, that, is he real? Like for real? I, I I think he is. I don't know. I'm really confused at this point. I, in my head, I, I think that this is a fucking trick because Paul likes to get guests to play tricks on me. So, I think you both are gonna get some uh, some acting cred here. Uh, Paul's oh he actually dropped all the way the fuck out. No, I I didn't know he was gonna do that. I'm really confused on this. All right, I guess we're running it without Paul, Matt. Anyways, cool. <laughs> I think this is uh, definitely the more feral that we've gotten. All right, how did you? Uh, if you'd like to explain, I'm trying to get this back together. Um, so you started out in, jeez, uh, I'm thrown off. This is going to be awesome. I can see that you're texting Paul. So I know that this is all fucking bullshit. You guys are the worst. If this is fucking, <laughs> you guys are the fucking worst. I hate fucking both of you. The little fucker. You guys are the worst. See, Paul did this before. And I hate it when he gets on before me. I know it's going to be a bad fucking day when I show up in the Hello! green room. <laughs> Fuck you, Alex. Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> were I was scared. Yeah. Were he you thought, scared? He thought we were talking. Uh, he thought that we were setting him up because I think he knows you well enough. But then yeah. I think we had him for a little bit. Well, we you did, did, Matt. He but said you this were... is going to be the most awkward shit. Matt, ever. you were supposed to be more irate during no, that. No, we have the been quiet, texting. no, the quiet irate was what got me because he was still holding his composure. Like, if he would have, like, flipped the fuck out, I would have known. Like, yeah. oh, something's up. It was the quiet, like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed that I'm on this show, which normally that's what people feel. I'm fine with that. But, yeah, that <laughs> one got me at the end. You know what really gave it away was Matt texting you, Paul. I could see it. Yeah. Well, I, had was, to I couldn't hold like... it much longer. That was, that, was, <laughs> that was fun. No, so, yeah, Paul texted me yesterday, and he's like, hey, man, uh, how, like, what's your temperament? Are you, like, able to get... <laughs> Are you able to get all fired up? And I'm, I mean, you ask me and my buddies, I'm pretty calm. Right. We can quiet, tell. Dude. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't yell at people, you know, there's, there's a lot more ways to, to get at somebody, but, uh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it was fun for somebody. I'm glad it was fun for you guys and all the listeners, but, uh, this Alex, when I left, when I left, did you think it was real at that point? Yes. Like when you actually backed all the way out, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Matt did sell it really well too. Again, it was the quiet <laughs> anger. It was a lot of huffing and puffing. And I'm like, holy fuck. Well, Hey Matt, he, was, he kept trying to, he kept trying to start over the interview and then he's I couldn't like, do okay, it. I'll try. Then he finally said, Oh shit. I'm Matt, just, he texted me. He texted me. Um, Alex texted me and goes, wait, is he serious? 
<laughs> like right before I signed off, he goes, wait, is he serious? And I didn't yeah. see it until after I signed oh. off. Oh, well, that's I great. Yeah. I thought you were going to say good. something a lot more offensive, too. I mean, that wasn't. That well, I told you what the fuck I was going to say, and you said, yeah, that's good. And I was I like, know. is there anything else that could be more offensive? You say, no, not really. That's good. But There's I mean, way hey, more. You could talk I'll, about, like, hey, are the Green Berets, are they, like, aligned with the French because they wear that little <laughs> hat on their head? <laughs> like, there's so many things you could have said. Hey, Matt, I did uh, set it up on Alex yesterday a little bit better, too. I texted Alex yesterday and said, hey, man, I really don't know this guy at all. Like I just followed him, and he followed or he followed oh, me on on Instagram, and this and that. I was telling Alex all this shit. And he's like, "Oh, I thought you knew him." I was like, "No, not really. It's just like he followed me on Instagram, followed him back, and I saw he was blah 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 blah." And so I I tried to set Alex up to to make it yeah. seem like we had we didn't even know each other at all. I fucking hate fine. you, Paul. I hate you. <laughs> Look, hate once you. or twice a year, I'm gonna message. Anybody that's listening that's going to come on <laughs> once or twice a year, I will side message you and we will run a game on Alex. The last <laughs> one was with Blaine Upton. No. And no, yeah. the last one was Jake Harshman and oh, Josie. Yes. When Josie. I thought that we were, instead of having Jake Harshman on, <laughs> I Paul texted me and said, Josie's in. And I was like, who the fuck is Josie? And it was just like an autocorrect mistake. So they play this trick where Jake Harshman has his wife come on, and she's supposed to be Josie, this lady that works at, is a trucker, but also a bass fisherman. <laughs> and she starts talking about how she likes to pick up dudes and waffle stomp in the truck stop bathrooms. And I'm thrown for a fucking loop <laughs> for the nice. first, like, she held it in longer. She did a full 15 minutes. Uh, we there was were, at one point yeah. where I was just like, Paul, where the fuck did you find this lady? <laughs> and before yeah. that, the one that initially started this fuck with Alex off segment was Blaine. with Blaine Upton. Blaine, Blaine. Sorry, yeah. Blaine. And I didn't, like, I knew who Blaine was when we interacted, but Alex was the one that got Blaine own and it had been texting my own back. episode yeah and he came on so this is great good job matt i'm proud of look i'm glad you didn't get irate because your quietness and your fidgetiness yeah got alex to believe great job yeah it would have uh i don't know if i yell you probably know right away yeah. well hey look the only thing that would have been better if you picked up your mouse and threw it knocked over those trophies behind you <laughs> <just> like fucking, <laughs> started Just tearing your room clear up. some shit out yeah. <laughs> well all right after all this this is for real yeah i'm gonna need matt... a minute now so you gotta lead now like <laughs> this is yeah but for real though matt did 10 years as a green beret now he flies chinooks which is to me a really badass fucking you know consolation prize from going to be one of the most highly trained warriors out there to be in a pilot flying one of the bad biggest badass helicopters out there did you fly uh for the green berets or were you on the ground no i was uh i was an operator for gotcha. the 10 years and then i branched out did a branch change and and all that so what is the operator in the green berets was the operator do so the green berets the way that they're constructed you got 12-man teams so that you can split them up into two man or two teams of six so you'll have your team sergeant which is kind of your most senior enlisted dude he's kind of like the dad of the team he runs it and then you'll have a, a captain which is uh, kind of 
it's not the mom of the team, but it's a lot more junior, but that is the actual like, you know, leader mm. role on the team as far as uh, legalities go. Then you also that would be have, like an officer. Yep. So that's a, that's a captain. And then you'll gotcha. have a, a warrant officer, uh, which would also kind of split the other half of the team. So the captain would take one, the warrant would take the other. So you have two officers that can actually like, you know, have that authority and make decisions. Um, then the rest of the guys on the team, you got an Intel guy. And then other than that, you've got two weapons guys, two combo guys, two uh, engineers, and uh, that's pretty much it. And two medics. The medics are amazing on, on ODAs. They're, mm. They go through about two years of training. Damn. And uh, a lot of like I had buddies that were medics that literally delivered babies when they were you know, doing their, their time. Cause they'll spend time in basically a place that either gets gunshot wounds at an ER or mm-hmm. they'll go work on like a Indian reservation and then they'll go just kind of live with them and, and do that. So, Man. um, but I was a communications guy. I did that for, uh, about four or five years of that time on an ODA on a team. Uh, and then after that, I kind of split off and did some, uh, more individual stuff. And then, uh, that's when I, left uh after that so yeah what what is the selection pro- so what is what is the selection process and then what is the training aspect that you I, i'm assuming and so i don't know as much about the green braids as like the seals because they're kind of the ones that we hear the most about with buds and stuff like that what's the selection sure. process and then what is that initial training process to become an actual green beret yeah, so it's long. Uh, sometimes it'll be like a, let's say, you know, Buds, I think is, I forget how long Buds is. I think it's a couple months, maybe, or a month. Um, the qualification course or the Q course, as they call it, um, it's anywhere from one to two years. Mm. And that's just uh, because there's so sure. many different parts of it. So, um, a lot of people they'll come in they'll be either you know infantry or something else first and then they'll go to selection um or you have guys that can come in through what's called the x-ray program that's what i did so i went to basic training and the airborne school mm-hmm. then i went to fort bragg um or liberty i think it is now Crib. and uh yeah that's, that's your, your I'm, neck I'm, boys, d- right? I'm down i'm down in vietnam every monday nice <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> well, no, I'm making money and I'm not getting right. shot at. So, <laughs> there you go. uh, yeah, so, so then selection, uh, so I, I went and did selection from, uh, after basically basic training and just airborne school, they ship you over there. They do a little prep course for those guys that come in, which is basically three week mini selection. And then you go to selection, which is three weeks. It used to be two I've kind of gone back and forth on that. And then once you're selected, um, they'll bring you there and then you'll do uh, a series of other courses throughout. You go to your school, uh, small unit tactics, and then your actual MOS or your job. So for me, I went through, I think it was, gosh, I forget how many weeks it was, probably six or seven weeks of communications training. Yeah, wearing that target on your back, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Just carrying yeah. heavy shit around all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, all the radios, you know, that are way too heavy. Yep. And then after that, um, they do something really cool. It's called Robin Sage, and that kind of brings all of the different jobs together. And they put them on a team for the first time, go out in the woods, and you do some guerrilla warfare, and then mm. you graduate and get your Green Beret. But 
The uh, Robin Sage piece is really cool. I don't know if you've uh, seen any of it around there in North Carolina, but there's there's one lane. There's several lanes that go out there, and it's basically a gorilla base they set up. They get the towns and everything involved with it, and uh, there's one town specific where they have this famous colex, you know, this culmination exercise at the very end, where I think we our job was to go to the fire department and get something from their their station. And it ends up, you know, you're riding around in the back of like cattle trailers and shit, you know, going through creeks and rivers and stuff. And uh, they end up basically having a police chase. You're in the back of a horse trailer shooting blanks at the cops. The stops, stops in downtown. And then people like that live there, they just like bring their folding chairs out and watch this. Shit. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> people are shooting machine guns at each other. And yeah, it's a hell of a time. But yeah, it, it's pretty cool. So. I wonder if Country Country Boy Creek Fishing has been, ever been down there on his horse during that. <laughs> him and his fucking horse. Dude, we got to have him back on. We we need we an do. update on the horses. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's so on the Green Beret Green Berets is it all army or do you have people from other branches that get selected to to come in and and be a Green Beret? Yeah, so Green Beret is all army. So a lot of times you'll hear like on the news it'll say special forces. So U.S. Army Special Forces, those are the Green Berets. Um, a lot of times on the media, you'll hear Special Forces, really it's Special Operations, and that's kind of the conglomerate of, you know, MARSOC from the Marines, um, the SEALs, uh, Green Berets, and, you know, Air Force has mm-hmm. a couple things. So, yeah. When when were you, what years were you a Green Beret? Can you divulge that? That's classified. No, it's like 20, <laughs> 2010 to 2020. So. Okay. And and did you did did you deploy and and run any operations or whatever they're called out yeah. during that time? Yeah. So I guess after I graduated, um, you select what group you're going to go to, and then there's I think five groups for special forces. I went to Fifth Special Forces Group, which is in Tennessee, it's pretty close to Nashville. It's in Clarksville. When I just got hit by the uh, the tornado out there. Yeah. But um, I went out there and each of the groups is regionally aligned. So, uh, oh, I guess that's another thing. So one of the things that you do while you're at school for two years, the reason it's so long is you have six months of language training. So Damn. they taught me how to speak Arabic. And then I went to fifth group and then fifth group goes to the Middle East. So it was for me, I did one trip in Afghanistan, which isn't really the Middle East. They don't speak Arabic there. Right. Uh, and then every other trip was Iraq, Syria, Jordan, Turkey, mm. uh, Lebanon. Uh, that that's sort of the wheelhouse for fifth group. But so you uh, get to see some shit. Yeah, um, you know, when I first got to my team, you know, Afghanistan was. I mean, it was, hell, it went on forever. But you know, it was still going on clearly. And my my team sergeant, the you know dad of the team. He was literally uh, on the ODA or the Special Forces team that invaded Afghanistan. Oh, that's fucking crazy. So, you know, you're just walking around there. You meet so many people that you're just like, holy shit. You know, you show up as a new guy and you're just like, all right, I'm just going to listen because I'm not going to tell this guy anything, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Go ahead. Are these deployments that you do, are they, uh, I know you can't be fully specific, but they're not like, you know, how like the army will roll out and they'll send whatever for like a year and then you rotate back or whatever. Are these like full on year deployments or are these like as mission, like a couple weeks, a couple months, and then you come back home kind of deal? Yeah. Longest deployment I ever did was uh, a little over seven months. That okay. was my first one. And then most of them were under six months. So. Mm -hmm. So were you going in, were, were you the guys that didn't have to follow uniform protocols and beards? Y'all kind of got to be the, the guys that didn't have to look like the rest of the folks there. You dressed in civilian clothes and stuff like that. Was, was that the kind of stuff you were involved in? Uh, yeah, I had a beard and I think every deployment, but it's, you know, just kind of, you'll do a train up, you know, you don't, you know, do a train up while you're stateside and then you go over there and a lot of times it was just whatever the mission dictated you know you would get mm -hmm. your lax screaming standards and then basically a a month out from the time that you were going to deploy you'd just start growing it out and you know you'd wear yeah i mean we still had uniforms and in okay. some places that we went to um you know when you go on to actual missions you're a lot of times you're definitely going to wear a uniform mm -hmm. but uh yeah, we're civilians for a lot of time. Actually, so much so that when I became a pilot and I had to go to course for like warrant officer school, mm -hmm. I had to buy like five sets of uniforms. <laughs> I had to buy army PT uniforms. I didn't have any of those. <laughs> I spent like a thousand bucks on shit that I was supposed Dang. to have that I didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, and then even becoming an officer at that point, right? Like I talked to uh, dudes in the Coast Guard that like went to warrant officer and they're like, this is fucking awesome. But they're very poor for the first couple of paychecks because they got to buy all the brand new uniforms, the fucking sword, all this other bullshit. Like, it's insane. Time out, time out, time out. Hold the fuck on. Yeah. Hold the fuck on. Yeah. I was not in the military. Y'all have to buy your uniforms. Yeah. The U.S. So, government does not give you <laughs> your fucking uniforms. So did you have to buy your guns and ammo too? Like, were you like <laughs> God damn y'all, I can't shoot much today because I only got enough money for like, you know, 1200 rounds. No, you get your small stipend, right? <laughs> Every month they're, uh, yeah. God, I already forgot what it's called. You, you go yeah, out to yeah, a mission yeah. and I'm like, Hey Matt, uh, just to let you know, buddy, you only get one grenade. Well, no, that's uh, like, because no, I mean like operational <laughs> gear, operational gear they'll pay for, right? Like for you guys, they paid for like your, your badass, like legit boots, like the ones that you're actually going to wear doing shit. Right. But like your normal fancy boots at home, you got to fucking pay for that shit yourself. Yeah. I, I do kind of laugh about it. Cause you know, I think every year it's an, it's an annual stipend. So like whenever you go in that birth month, you know, that paycheck, you know, for me, it's October. So every October I get a check for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks or something. Maybe it's 300 bucks. Yep. And it's for your clothing allowance to buy, you know, replace what you need. Um, I feel bad for these new guys that are like, you know, they're going to be switching the dress uniform pretty soon. And that yeah. thing's like, I don't, I don't even know how much it, I haven't bought it yet, but it's well over 500 bucks, you know. Dude, no. I was a wildlife firefighter for U.S. government. We got the same fucking uniform allowance that y'all did. And after like three years, you had all the really good uniform stuff. You had all the good no. jackets and, and all the good the good stuff. And so after that, everybody just buys fucking socks. Dude, when I the first... the socks were the shit. The sh and right. I can't believe that we 
got the same fucking money allowance as y'all did, and you're out there getting mm-hmm. fucking shot at. I, I remember in the Coast Guard when I first got in, I, I went through three different operational uniforms in the 20 years that I was in, and every time you'd have to rebuy. But the first one was just like a pair of Dickies. So you could yeah. just go out and buy Dickies and then pop the, the Dickies sticks off of them, and they were like, yeah, that's good enough. Like, how did, they called it the... How did your... How did they have to do your? Did you have to go get all your uniforms hemmed here up? Comes. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Here because I know they didn't make kid sizes. <laughs> there it is. Fuck. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> he's look, dude. He's five two. So <laughs> listen, I just grew three inches from last week. Last week he told uh, our guest that I was four eleven. So this is awesome. Nice. All right, Matt. Um, so Green Beret, ten years you transition into a chinook pilot and that now there's two things here first tell us how you got into being a helicopter pilot and then tell us about the ship that you pilot yeah so i kind of had reached a point you know the 10-year mark i was like okay what do i want to do in another 10 years you know do i want to do this or not pretty hard decision but end of the day I, i i wanted to do something different um I started meeting a bunch of people that were in aviation. I'd clearly flown on a bunch of helicopters um, and I thought that was fun. So um, I had a buddy, um, actually a friend of my wife that uh, that flew and he's like, hey, have you ever thought about dropping a packet? And mm-hmm. I was like, no, not at all. And uh, long story short, I ended up doing that. Um, and then I went to flight school. I selected for uh, the shit hooks, you know, CH 47s and it's it's awesome it's a blast you know the the main mission for cargo helicopter but it fits pretty much anything you shove in it you know fit 30 people in it <laughs> in seats and then a lot more out of seats and uh can carry a bunch of heavy shit and it's a blast you know the, the community is really cool it's i definitely miss the special operations community it's super tight um you know aviation's not the same but i would say that it's probably uh from what i've seen in the military it's 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 up there you know so is it super is it super relaxed for you guys because i know like coast guard pilots they are the most like they have zero military bearing uh i i worked at an air station as a e4 and they're like what's up alex and i'm like hello sir and they're like no you can call me dan you want to get beers later bro and i'm like (laughs) I, I I thought you were supposed to be like you were a lieutenant commander. Like, Alex, you've also 04. said that you've also said that those Coast Guard pilots are the biggest dickheads that you've ever met. I did not say that. But <laughs> hold but, on, no, no. I said we've the had rescue this conversation. swimmers. No, I said the rescue swimmers are the biggest dickheads. Oh, okay. Not the pilots. The well, both of those both of those guys in the Coast Guard have to have a have to have that little something that nobody else has. Oh yeah, they're fucking crazy ass fucking shit that they do. Yeah, helicopter pilots specifically. Sorry, Matt, but you guys are fucking. You guys are all born with a screw loose because that thing should not fly. Exactly. Planes (laughs) are meant to fly. Airplanes are meant to fly, stay in the air. Helicopters defy fucking physics. Right. Like I've seen a sugar glider. Right. That's just that squirrel. And it spreads out. It looks like a plane, and it glides. Planes make sense to me. I never see a squirrel spin its fucking tail <laughs> and then go right up in the fucking air, right? Like, that's not a thing. 
Like helicopters yeah. are a solely yeah, how, how human many birds, thing. How many birds do you see with you know, twirlies on them lifting off and flying? Couple Not a fucking up one. North Carolina birds. <laughs> all cracked out. Just <laughs> You know, at, that, uh, at flight school, they, they actually have like a... They got this funny instructor there. It's a bunch of old like Vietnam vets that are running flight school. <laughs> yep. Badass, you know, they the all craziest, around. Yeah. crazy old bastards, you know, and uh, they, they, they talk about that. They're like, you know, it's PFM is what they call it. Pure fucking magic. Like yep. the whole, you know, that's the only way this thing works. When you look at like how many parts are connected to make this shit work. And I'm not a mechanically minded person. When I first came in, I, I know way more about, you know mechanical shit now just because i've had to but had to learn it but good lord yeah it's it's pretty insane hey, it doesn't make fucking were, sense you said you were married you yeah. get you get out of the green berets and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do and you tell your wife like all right honey i'm i'm done being you know special operations i'm going to be a fucking helicopter pilot was she like jesus christ could you like pick something that's a desk job <laughs> Or, you know, is, is she just as crazy as you are? And she's like, go get it, bitch. My wife is, yeah, just as crazy as me. Um, <laughs> so she was actually, so we met, I was married before and she was as well. Um, but she was actually married to a pilot before. And uh, mm -hmm. he passed away from cancer um, after coming back from Afghanistan. I think mm -hmm. 11 pilots had uh, some form of cancer. And mm. he, uh, he had stomach cancer and passed away. And it was through a lot of her friends when we were dating and stuff that uh, I kind of had met a bunch of aviation people. But uh, yeah, she was all about it. She's like, hey, do something you love. She knew, she knew, like, she did do one deployment with me before I turned it in. So I knew that she'd be, mm. you know, she'd be cool for it. And yeah, she, she's, she's there for it. So oh, you know what this is? I figured this out. This is what she makes Matt do. She makes him wear that green jumpsuit, right? Like the flight jumpsuit. She puts it on, right? When he gets in, but then she goes, "Go one more, big guy," and he puts the he puts the green beret on at the same time, and it's like best of both worlds. She gets the pilot from Officer and a Gentleman, and then she gets the fucking the rough and tumble green beret at the same time. She makes me watch that damn movie, and I'll admit it. It's a good fucking movie, but like, I I was like, I'm not watching this shit. But it's a good movie. You know? She hey, was like, about, Hey, can about... you join the Navy so you can have whites? <laughs> yeah, right? It'd be really great. <laughs> How about Firebirds? <laughs> Is Firebirds a good movie? I've never seen it. Oh my god, Nicholas Cage, 1989, oh. Firebirds. I He's an Apache Cage. pilot. He's an Apache pilot that yeah, you then goes. Me. You lost me. And uh, and flies the uh, fuck. Why do I always forget uh, the the army? the army heli uh attack helicopter apache? the fuck is it apache no it's no it's the other cobra? one cobra yeah he's an apache pilot that then has to go fly cobras it was after top gun so it was supposed to be nicholas cage it's supposed to be the gun, helicopter version except, of top yes gun. <laughs> except what's the shit called i gotta watch it's this. called firebirds <laughs> dude you've got to watch it it's tommy lee jones nicholas yeah. cage late 80s it was right after oh top gun God. It was supposed uh, to be Nicolas Cage's Top Gun. That's wild. Fun times. We, uh, we have like a, our Apache pilots are probably like your rescue swimmer equivalent. But yeah, I, douchebags. I, I, well, <laughs> there's some of them. Uh, yeah. 
but they gotta be they gotta have that mentality man nobody's better yeah. than me because they're doing fucking shit that only like 25 so people I will in the say, whole world are doing my long yeah. snapper my long snapper when i played football oh in God. college is now at your home school helicopter your home school college, <laughs> home school college. <laughs> no my, my wife's late husband was an apache pilots and yeah. uh i got a bunch of friends that, that, that have gone that route it's a badass mission you know it is yeah um unfortunately we're not a, a war right now where they can just be unleashed but i mean right. it's it is badass and it's a cool helicopter for sure but so so to, what chinook do you fly because alex has the mh60 and i'm pretty sure it's not the 60. no that's no, not a chinook the mh60 is like a black hawk or a jayhawk or what is the well, two different ones though no they're not the the black hawk and the Jayhawk, yeah. and then I can't remember what the Air Force calls. Well, why don't we ask the uh, motherfucker yeah. that probably knows? So the Air Force, they have, they have the Pave Pavehawk. Uh, Pavehawk, well. that's what. It uh, is. But yeah, the, the MH sixty is so the MH is basically the special operations version of it. So there's an MH sixty, a forty seven, uh, and then there's different variants of of them. But uh, yeah, those are those are badass helicopters. So. I don't think there's any there's no but it's a black it's a black hawk you know uh, yeah, six, six, 60 is a black hawk yeah i stand corrected alex my bad so Thank what you. do you what do you fly matt and alex let's pull let's pull up a picture so people pull up a picture and say what it am so i fucking can... jamie from fucking uh, uh yeah because that's All what right. you do you know how to pull shit up save it to put it on the screen i got gotcha. and that's that's why i'm asking you i'm not telling you i'm asking you to do it i got gotcha. you but he's got to tell are us. Are you the, in the? the uh, are you in the CH forty-seven? Yeah, CH forty-seven. Gotcha. Sh oh, Matt, we didn't yeah. tell you at the beginning of this too. If you have to go tinkle, just like wave your hand and get up and go tinkle, like He'll I'm about fine. to do. No, he's a pilot. No, he's a pilot. Can y'all talk? Can y'all talk about fishing so I can go pee and not missing thing? Actually, no. interesting. No, we're going to talk about interesting stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt, how many times have you pissed yourself in the helicopter? Zero what yeah i mean i'll probably piss myself very soon just because i said that but no zero exactly we had uh this guy this guy was one uh, uh one hold on i want to i want to re i want to go back a minute uh rescue swimmers are only douchebags because they think they're like god's gift to the fucking earth and paul's absolutely right they have to do that for their job like they're fucking yeah. nuts but yeah. they're not even the worst in the coast guard the surfmen are those are the ones where you see that small little gray boat like powering through uh, giant yeah. waves those guys are fucking assholes they at least have like two domestic violence cases four different wives and a crippling addiction to nicotine and alcohol <clears throat> and it's absolutely necessary to do that fucking job which is the sad thing but <laughs> there's just some of those jobs in the military where you're like man these people are dicks but they have to be to like do that job yeah. um but we had this dude and this dude was awesome he called me i was a a, a young uh in cic person he calls me up and it's a saturday night it's about midnight one o'clock and he's like hey do we have a flight out and i'm like yeah we do we had like some kind of patrol out and he's like send him down to wildwood new jersey this is our station in atlantic city new jersey and i said what's up and he goes i'm gonna give you coordinates send him over and tell him to do a low pass so i send the coordinates to the flight they do a low pass and he goes "Fuck yeah dude so i told this chick that i run the air station i can call in a flight whenever i want thanks for getting me laid tonight so he basically told this chick like i can get a helicopter here right now and the pilot that i told already knew so they came in took a low pass did a hover over this beach bar and then boogied out of there and uh, got the dude laid 
but he comes in and it's after a SAR case and they were out for a good amount of time. Um, really not that long though, because uh, those were the 65s. So the Dolphin, very smaller helicopter, yeah. but only, only go to like two hours, right? He comes in to give the debrief and he's soaking wet from the waist down. I was like, what the fuck happened to you, sir? And he goes, listen, man, I drank too much Gatorade and I didn't piss before I went. So halfway through the hoist, I was just pissing myself and it was just heading everywhere. And I'm like, why are you? You could have came up with an excuse. Why are you being so honest? Yeah, I I, so, I will say I, I think that the uh, the hardest pilot job in the military is probably it's got to be the Coast Guard because the yep. shit they, they shit they fly in is insane. Like you know, like we don't do like we'll cancel missions overseas because the weather's you know not doesn't meet criteria. Yep. But like those fuckers get called out and they just go and it's yeah. insane. Hey, just so. so you know, I'm clipping this. I never clip anything anymore. I'm clipping this. The Green Beret now, Chinook pilot said the Coast Guard's better. So uh, I'm going to send that to Coast Guard recruiting. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, those dudes are nuts. I mean, it's part of the deal. They love what they do. They're, uh, Alex, did you find a picture of the yep. Chinook that he flies? All right, so tell me exactly how many people can you fit into this? Because it doesn't <laughs> seem like a lot. It really oh God, this doesn't seem God. like a lot. <laughs> Look, if y'all are listening, you have to go look at, at minute 41. Go to YouTube, fast forward to minute 41, it's and live look footage. and see what the hell Matt Collins flies. This oh, is live shit. footage of him flying. Uh, I, uh... No, this thing is a big beast. This, yeah. These things are gnarly. Yeah, man. That's uh, It's got the little dolphin in the back there. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. So... Um, What's nice about it is it's one of the bigger cockpits. You know, they kind of measure you when you go through flight school to see yep. what you can fit in or whatever um, for aircraft. And uh, I'm I six foot one, so it's spacious. You know, kind of shit. crawl up just like a just like a plane. You know, you got a little companion way to crawl up to, and then you hop over your seat and get in. But uh, you can. So you're fit. saying I could fit on that helicopter? You could, yeah, oh, hell yeah. See, yeah. Alex, go fuck yourself. No, but and, there's uh, weight limits too, dipshit. They could only have a one-hour <laughs> sortie with your fat ass. <laughs> Look, those bitches carry 5,000-gallon Bambi buckets. So yeah, they do. Yeah, that's like they are one. That that's a half a pole. Yeah. If you guys want to figure out the math? A Bambi bucket, a 5,000-gallon bucket <laughs> is only half a pole. Look, those right there. You don't see them much on on wildfires. Usually, it's in California when you see those. But when you see one of those and they're Bambi buckets, so for people that don't know, a Bambi bucket is the bucket that the helicopters dip water in and carry water to the fire line. This Bambi bucket is big enough to fit a school bus in. And that's what they're hauling. And when you see those on a fire, one, you know it's a big-ass fucking fire. But also, like, they're, if you get in trouble mm -hmm. and you have one of those on your fire, you're – you. That's what you're calling for. That would be. Uh, so what's the. Uh, sorry, I got this picture to pull up here real quick. This is what you're talking about, Paul. Three, two. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. it. So that's probably Columbia or Colson Aviation right there. They're a, yep. they're a contractor that does it. Um, and I, I was down in Santa Fe last year. Uh, we did a flight down there and they had a shit ton of fires uh, going on while we were flying down there. So we kind of fly around, we, we, we get, we land in there and, you know, they're all old 47 pilots. So they knew half the crew that I was flying with too. So they all start talking the shit, but, uh, they were out there for like 
two weeks working straight and yeah. uh those guys bust their ass and uh we do bambi bucket training we do training mm -hmm. with our fire department here and i mean you could probably speak to it too um alex but just on yeah there's firefighters like that have gotten their shit kicked in because that amount of water coming down mm -hmm. you know because because they're going to call you in to, to drop that well it's smoky you know it's crazy and there's been firefighters like knock like the dude that gave mm -hmm. us a brief was like hey uh oh wow <laughs> oh, yeah. come, come on over here dude. Come, come introduce yourself <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, hold Mrs. on. Is, oh, she left. She oh, left. I want to. I want to ask her about the flight suit and the green beret. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! But no, no, yeah, yeah, we had we had a dude. He was like talking us on to like how he wants us, how he wants mm -hmm. to call us in to drop all this fucking water because like it is literally so much water, especially so in Colorado. We're in, we're already starting out at six thousand feet, you know, mm -hmm. altitude here. So. Mm -hmm you don't have as much power available as you do, you know, if you're down at sea level or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, we'll go to the reservoir. We'll fill up this, this giant bucket. You just saw full of water, the, the size of a school bus. Literally. And we have, we literally have to pull it up and then we have to let some out because it'll overgross our aircraft. Mm. Uh, Cause you'll just, you'll, you'll call in your torque. And you're, if you start going down, they're pulling it out. And listen, um, this thing doesn't have a lot of torque. And again, what's crazy with you guys, like we were talking about before, all you helicopter guys are fucking wackadoo because yeah. like you're saying, like, oh, we don't have enough torque, like meaning what? Like, oh, we'll just fall, but we're going <laughs> to spin a bunch and then we're going to fall out of the fucking yeah. sky. Yeah. Like it's we're, insane. We're flying, we're flying this aircraft that's not meant to fly. And now we're adding in 5,000 <laughs> gallons of water. Right, which is or, like twenty four thousand pounds, yeah. and and we 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 fill it up, and then we lift up into the air and be like, oh, this is too much. Let a little bit out, right? Yeah. And the Before whole time, we go. the whole time, with a smile on their face, it's, uh, <laughs> you know. The, uh, the, the, big, the the one thing with firefighting with those big ships like that though is the rotor wash. Like sometimes, if you get too close to the to the fire on the fire line, if you're dropping close to the fire line. If you get too far down, the rotor wash ends up being like, you know, a, a wind gust and it's blowing embers and shit out there. So the you might be dropping yeah. water trying to trying to help suppress the fire. But the rotor wash might be shooting fucking embers across the line and stuff. That doesn't typically happen with those big ships because those big ships aren't, you know, necessarily doing those close fire line drops. But, I mean, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. You got to worry about trees fucking snapping off and coming down on you. When you're around, when you're around stuff like that, you have really have to be aware when you're on the ground because you, again, you got a bunch of water coming down. You got rotor wash, and again, and I can't believe that you tear did the tops out of fucking trees, of Paul. I can't believe you did fucking any of this. It sounds like you have to like have your head on a swivel. The only thing I've seen you do is swivel fucking mashed potatoes into your mouth. You have to be fast. The only time I've seen you fast is when. You were fast to take off your clothes to put on that fucking bikini. That was um, that was a quick uh, wardrobe change, and it was. I did not have it. Well, yeah, I did. I have it. I had it under clothes. So I just had. You still have it on right now. I can tell. I can see your bra strap. No, 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 I don't, because that shit cut off circulation to my balls and my titties. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw that episode, Matt, um, but as I was pulling the footage for it, I, I still want to go back to Paul. You filled out the top so well. My uh, look. I had really pretty boobies. If, if you really somebody, did. if somebody just saw my my chest area, 
Like it, it, people be like, "Oh shit, who the fuck's on Bass and Brews tonight?" <laughs> I, I it was not... an American flag top too. I, yeah. What episode is that? I haven't seen that one. It's the end of the year kegger, so it's the cool. um, right. it's the first one of this year's the yeah, replay. First one in January. Cool. I'll never watch that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have Alex. Alex made a post. Alex made a post after that, and everybody was like, "Yeah, that's thanks for rehashing." A lot my, of people didn't nightmares. believe it. You could tell the audio <laughs> listeners from the um, <clears throat> video, like the people that watched it live, because there's people like, I don't remember that. I was like, let me drop it on my story real quick that goes away in 24 hours because here's Paul's titty. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> exactly. Hey, if I didn't have if if I didn't have nipples the size of a medium pepperoni pizza, they'd have sure enough been poking out too. <laughs> All right, while we're sitting here talking about attractive things, let's break the ice a little bit, uh, even though we've already, you know, we're 48 minutes in. But I want to get to the question. <laughs> and normally I do it at like 20 minutes, um, but I forgot because we're having such a great conversation. So let me derail all of that. And um, on Bass and Brews, we like to play uh, Mary Fuck Kill. Or wait, shit, what are we calling it now, Paul? Hold on. Where are you from originally, Matt? You're in oh, Colorado now. Question. Where are you from originally? I've uh, been all over, but a super small town in Illinois, central Illinois. It's not Chicago for everybody that thinks fucking Chicago is Illinois. Yeah, Illinois um, just has Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so small town Illinois. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of on this whole like uh, a cryptid kind of a kick on this show, right? Okay. And I think the best way to uh, gauge a person's character um, is if they play, uh, you remember that childhood game, Wed, Fuck, Kill? Oh, wed, yeah, Wed. Behead. Or... No, no. It was Bed, Wed, or Behead. Yeah. Bed, Wed, nice. or Behead. A.K.A. Mar Mary, Fuck, Kill. Exactly. Because so, uh, Ramon doesn't cuss, so we had to accommodate <laughs> for his non-accustomedness. We did. Uh, All right. So, uh, you know the rules of this, right? Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, Bigfoot, aliens, or uh, the Loch Ness monster? Which one are you gonna marry? Which one are you gonna fuck? And which one are you gonna kill? Oh. Uh, probably marry Loch Ness. Whoa! He likes it airtight. No, I just you gotta build a relationship. Wet. Build a relationship. That that Loch Ness is gonna keep tell you where all the fish are. Ah, <laughs> oh, no astro glide needed. Right. Yeah, you're you're good to go there. Um, let's see. What are the other two? Aliens and Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. You have. To... <laughs> All right. So I kill an alien. Okay. Uh, because that's the most potential you have to shoot something down in the helicopter. That would be badass. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, what? bigger alpha move is there than to bang bigfoot yeah that's what you're banging right there on the screen that's what you're actually so enjoy that no what is that no. picture you mean it's is, that one that's that one. the one you're that's what fuck? you're banging uh, i gotta so i gotta go back and listen to this bigfoot thing because i haven't followed a bunch of it but i think people that are into bigfoot like the people that like no shit like chase yeah. that shit yeah like that's a special breed right there all right I, so I've got to how, do, how do you all think right. how do you think what is what is the the primary Bigfoot sexual position? Yeah. Well, they got to be in charge. Like, I, I don't know how there's, like, a female Bigfoot because they're both, like, What do you mean? Ass, there's right? a female Bigfoot. Like. But but th that's not the question. Though. The question is, what is their primary Bigfoot sexual position? What style? I, I think it's something we haven't even seen before. 
Oh, Maybe it's okay. just something crazy. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be some sort of crazy. Is is Bigfoot like crazy violent, or is, is no. there like a soft they say, side? No, soft they side. say that they're not violent at all. That they are just go you know, big. There, there's no violence in them, is what our buddy last week said. Yep. Well, then, then maybe they just go missionary. Maybe That's the just lady a, Bigfoot. That a you smooth get. lover. <laughs> oh shit! Look, they look at that pretty sexy good looking. lady Bigfoot. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, that was from Fourth of July. Oof. God bless America. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, you haven't heard it yet because we record. Uh, um, but actually, like last week's episode, we had a Bigfoot research drops on. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, uh, it was awesome. Amazing. Um, and after chit chatting online, uh, me and Paul have to Paul work out I. Alex Rudd. We're going to do a, uh, Alex Rudd fishing collab with Bass and Brews where we're going to talk about stupid fucking cryptids for like two hours. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I dig it. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a 12 hour drive tomorrow, so I'll definitely check that out if it's, it's coming. Oh, two, you can get two like six episodes yeah. in. It actually releases at 2 a.m. Eastern time, so you'll be able to get it tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Shout out said. to you. Shout out That's to you, slower, said. lower fishing. We put out this podcast at 2 a.m. Eastern time <laughs> just so he can drive to work and be able to listen to us. He That's hit us up we- and- that's what we do for our fans. When our That's fans right. say, hey, can you release it earlier than 4 a.m.? And we yep. go, well, what's earlier than 4 a.m.? 2 a.m. You got it, buddy. You got yeah. it. Slower, lower, hit me up. And he's like, 4 a.m. is good, but can you do it at 2? You got it, dog. You got it. Nice. And he lives well, in Delaware. Fuck we Delaware. are Bass and Brews <laughs> podcast. We do yes. talk about fishing a little bit. And the reason that you're on this is not because you're a badass former ex-Green Beret and a current badass helicopter pilot, but you also fish. You you catch bass, you fish. You're in Colorado, which isn't a place that a lot of people consider bass angling territory, but you're out there doing it. Tell us how did you tell us a story of you getting into fishing and how you got to where you are today fishing. So I got into fishing probably the same way most most guys do it's naked women yep no yeah. no my, my my dad my dad took me out you know on a he had a little uh like a v-hole you know, step above a john boat you know going out as a kid and then my grandfather uh he had a membership to this little podunk you know sportsman's club and we'd go out there all the time and um but we weren't catching bass we were catching crappie and bluegill mm-hmm. and you know maybe some catfish. And, uh, even through high school, I had friends, we'd go out and we'd just sit out at night catching catfish together. It was just good time, you know, hanging out. And then that was kind of it. I, I went away and went to college went joined the army. And then, but I, I loved fishing, you know, I'd, I'd go on, you know, a trip with my dad every, you know, whenever I could see him, you know, when I, when I moved to, uh, Tennessee for the military. The first thing I did was get a guided crappie trip with my dad. Mm. This is before oh, yeah. live, for live scope and everything, you know, because right. my parents were in Illinois and I'd been in North Carolina. I was like, hell, like we're close enough. Let's do this. And what college did you go to? Valparaiso, Indiana. Dude. Oh, hell no. yeah. Everybody oh, that knows anything about basketball in the early 2000s, to 2010s, know Bryce about Drew. Valpo. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Bryce Drew. Yeah. So yeah, I went, I went there and, uh, Homer Drew was still coaching there at the time. 
It was the, the dude's dad that made that like ringer, you know, on Buzzbeater. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I went to Valpo and then, you know, so, so come back, I go on that trip with my dad, had a blast. I got an uncle that, that also used to take me out fishing a bunch and he actually bass fish. So once I started getting into that, I, I just hit him up and asked him questions about it. But really, are you still in Tennessee when you started wanting to get into bass fishing? Yeah. So it was, but I was in Afghanistan, uh, and it was my first deployment. How's the fish in Afghanistan? I was gonna ask. <laughs> I, I heard they have. I heard they have huge smallies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, world class. Out. World class smallies yeah. in Kandahar. There's yeah. a small creek that has easily 26 inch smallies. Yeah. If you guys hey, want to Jake, find out, Jake Harshman, did you hear that? Afghanistan, but the Susquehanna River. Come, yeah. come catch that's, some smallies in Kandahar. That's why we were there for 20 years, you know? Exactly. Was that was the whole plan. You guys were keeping it a secret. Right. No, um, no. Hold on. I, hold on. I don't want to further go. We were there for 20 years because you guys were trying to lock up a Bass Pro or, or a Bass Pro tour stop in fucking <laughs> Afghanistan. No, the, 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 the intel was the Loch Ness was in Afghanistan. Exactly. So we stayed that long. They showed up and Seth Fighter said, nah, bro, this is too fucking cold. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just speaking of that, Seth Alex, Fighter. that's a good point. Matt, Matt, let me ask you this. Yeah. If they're if all right all the professional bass anglers that we that we could name off the top of our, our heads which one would go fish in afghanistan when the bullets were flying who would still keep fishing i think zaldane mm. okay he i think i can video go into you know what fort sill or something yeah he just that one up. Those guys. Yeah. yeah and he's he's a black rifle dude i i think he mm. would He'd get his rocks off over there. Yeah, I think I think Ike would fish in a war area. I can see that. I well, like Ike in LA. A lot of people hate that. I know. love that motherfucker. He's a lot my of people hero. hate. So why do people? Why do people hate when people love Ike in LA? Like I remember as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I grew up on Jimmy Houston, Bill Dance, Ike and Ellie came out, and it was different. You know, no hate to Bill Dance or Jimmy Houston. I love yeah. both of those guys, right? But. Ike and Ellie had so much excitement and energy brought in that a kid could mm -hmm. get into. Mm -hmm. How many people do you think got into fishing because of that? You know, a lot. I did. So. A lot. Especially a ton of people up in the Northeast. Yep. I mean, oh, he was yeah. one. That, he was he was like the the redheaded stepchild of fishing for years and years because he brought that that Northeast attitude. He wore his emotions on his shoulders. I mean, you know, I yeah. love that shit being. You know, being for sports, those are the people that, you know, but that's right. what I want to see. I got a oh, question. good old boys, good old boys down there, no emotion and shit. No. Come on, motherfucker. I get you it. You know you want to cuss. You lost that fish. I know you want to cuss. Just cuss, and they won't. But I can nearly would throw a fit and break rods and throw shit in the water, and I love that shit. All right, yeah. Matt, When you, do you ever watch fishing on YouTube? Yeah. Do you <laughs> like it when the, uh, the kid is fishing a uh, fucking golf pond? And he screams, I got a fucking giant. And he's hop, hooping and hollering and jumping around. And he pulls up like a 14-inch bass. Like, is that is that fun for you to watch? Because that's what it's like watching Ike and Ellie. Uh, but no, it's not. Because, like, 
Iconelli's no, 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 just different generations, right? Like Iconelli basically turned into the cringy, not him, but he gave way to the cringy YouTube uh, fisherman. He, no, no, I could, I, no. I don't know. I think they heard that. There's, there's tons of places you could hear that. You could blame that on Guggen. You could blame it on whatever. But we're blaming that shit on Guggen because when <laughs> I'm blaming that. I, because only because I actually fished at the highest say, level. He's he a Hall of Famer. He, he you know, he, yeah, but you he know won. what? He's not. He's never beat me at fishing because he kicked me off his fucking lake. So, <laughs> did you guys watch that video where he called that chick a Karen? I don't was watch it, Mike Iconelli. I have doctor. standards. It's it's one of the best things out there from like the last year. This this chick's on her dock and she's oh, telling yeah. him to leave, and mm. uh, he goes off on her, and and it gets kind of oh shit. No, I did see that one. Yeah, well, there yeah, was yeah. there was the years ago years ago where the dog was barking on the on the dock and he cussed out the dog and shit. Yeah, but the next day, <laughs> but the next day, the next day, this was years ago. But the next day, he rolled up, came back to the same dock and like brought you know, apologized and, and brought yeah. the dog some yeah, fucking I treats and shit. But that's you know that uh, we're getting way the fuck off topic. No, that's here what we do. That. But that's the kind of shit. Those are the personalities. Like I, when ESPN got on there, they embraced those personalities. They wanted some of that tension. They wanted they yeah. wanted that personality. And so some of the guys that you saw back in then did that because that's what ESPN wanted. Because ESPN knew to get ratings, you couldn't just be out there, you know, chewing tobacco, smoking cigarettes, and fucking fishing and never getting excited. And that's where we saw a bunch of that stuff. And now we see some of these personalities in 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 professional touring bass anglers that are suppressed. And uh, uh, Matt Robertson is probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Where you have that personality out there. And embrace that shit. Let them be who they be because that's what people want to see. Because fishing is fucking the most boring sport you could ever watch. Ever. It is the most boring sport ever. At least if they're not catching fish and they're out there acting the fool. I'll watch that shit. So, so Paul, is that your pick? Is it uh, Robinson, your pick, who's catching fish uh, in the shit in Afghanistan? No, mine's still Ike. I think Ike will go out there and catch fucking fish and scream and holler and hoot and dodge See, bullets. My first thought was uh, was Robinson, right? And then, and then I remembered a couple of years ago. So I'm actually going to go with John Cox because John Cox was fishing like nine different fucking major trails <laughs> all at the same time, right? So that guy would be crafty. He'd be able to sweet talk some supply person to get him everything he fucking needed to fish oh, yeah. every spot. Still be able to maintain a gun, uh, a fucking gun encampment, right? And also do the dishes <laughs> at Chow. He'd be able to handle fucking all of Everything. it. Like, yeah, that's story. the dude where like everybody's out, like everyone is over there fishing live yep. scope. That dude, nope, yep. crushing the bank. The bank. He's just shit. fishing a swim jig it's up just shallow him. in a tin boat. Like, didn't he get in trouble because his boat yeah. was undersized or some shit? Yeah, yeah. I, no, like I don't think Cox. that was Cox. That was uh, that was. Who was that last year? Because they they um, uh, they end up going into some out of bounds area. No, 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 no. Do it. no, no, no. Like two, three years ago, it was Cox got in trouble because his motor wasn't like he didn't have a beefed up enough motor or some shit like that. It's so so he can get shallower. I can't remember. Really? There's there's been a couple of right. the tin boat guys that have gone out and have pushed the limits of what the boats are right in size because they have to be you know minimum size on the engine and the boat length and all that shit and they were doing I can't. 
I can't believe I can't remember it because it was just last year that a big shit. I would love to have John Cox and Shipwreck on so they can both talk about just trashing fucking Hey, I'm camping with Schwinkbeck in a few weeks down at Murray. Yeah, for the Bassmaster on Murray. I'm I'm camping. As a matter of fact, I spoke to him. I talked to him a couple days ago, and I texted, talked to him today. And so he, him and I and a few other guys are camping for Murray. But we got to have him back on before june because then he heads up to alaska okay yeah. so gotta have swing that so matt on. you got a 12-hour drive obviously listen to the bigfoot episode and then go back look up the Dude. darren shrink back episode right <laughs> this guy left a boat on the niagara Twice. to jump into another boat the espn <laughs> boat to then kill that boat so he can just get his fucking bag in it is amazing. It's, he he, he, he broke, was there at the start of the Bassmasters. 2006 basically. is the first yeah. year of the elites. He broke his boat on the Niagara River, came back. The next day, they gave him the ESPN boat. He broke that boat and left it <laughs> floating down the Niagara River to so go get fish in. So they get in like, uh, <laughs> Darren, where's the boat? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. It was somewhere on the Niagara River. <laughs> but he is completely... <laughs> Like when, again, I'm going to talk about this again. When Paul had him as a guest and he's like, we're going to have this guy. I was like, fuck, how's this, how's this interview going to go? You know what I mean? Dude, that was the, one of the most surprising interviews because he was like, I don't know about any of these podcasts. I'm just going to get drunk and tell you a bunch of fucking stories. And we were like, perfect, perfect, perfect. He was the best. He was supposed to be on the live show. I had 0% chance that he was going to show up because he, he was, was like, playing hockey. During, this motherfucker is like 48 years old playing old man hockey league yeah. up in New York. And he's like, hey, I'm going to try to hop on during intermission because we yep. drink beer during halftime or whatever the <laughs> fuck they call it. And he didn't, which is fine. But I was like, hey, man, if you can make it, come on. But otherwise, oh, but, yeah, I get it. But but Matt, we had him on because he transitioned from all of that to now he's doing kayak fishing. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were at Santee last year. It's easier way to get in there without. We were at Santee, right? Yeah, we were at Santee last year, and it it, it was you know it was uh, March, so it was spawn fishing. He shows up. Oh yes, and comes up beside the campsite, and he rolls up, and I and you know we look over and we're like, what the fuck is on his kayak? This dude went and bought, found, bought a walker, like an old person walker. And he mounted it behind his seat on his kayak and then put a piece of wood on the top step of the walker so that he could stand on the walker to sight fish. No way. Yeah, way. I got yeah, a like picture a of it fucking somewhere. Yeah. I mean, all right. I mean, that's great because we do have, I do feel like, Matt, we, we do have a picture of, of your kayak, and it needs an upgrade. And I have so many different vehicle watercrafts loaded into this with smiley faces for this episode. Uh, that's great. <laughs> From this to this, that's uh, fucking awesome. I was just glad you didn't put my old Hobie on there. I almost, <laughs> almost sunk that thing like twenty times. So you're primarily a kayak angler, or are you fishing a boat? Primarily kayak. What are you doing? Yeah. So to go way back before we got derailed here. Yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, kayak my, fishing in yeah. Kandahar. So uh, no, my team sergeant, the guy that was on uh, triple nickel, the first 
you know, invasion of Afghanistan. Right. His his name's Russ and uh Daddy Daddy Russ. Wait, wait, Daddy is Russ. It Russ Snyder's? <laughs> no. How, oh, how okay. did Russ not talk about this on his episode? Russ that, was too busy uh doing decks in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> different different Russ. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh this Russ, he was huge into fishing. He had a bass mm-hmm. boat, you know. Anything a lot of these guys get into, um, you know, I have an addictive personality too, but like mm-hmm. you just go you go full down it, right? Right. So Russ, you know, back at uh, Fort Campbell where he was at, um, he had done, you know, a bunch of bunch of tournaments and bass boats. They had an event once where they brought a bunch of like elites down. He got to fish with like KVD once as his co-angler mm-hmm. for like a kind of like they paired you with a military dude and Dang. Russ was his. But uh, the, Russ was like, hey, man, I, I sold my boat. And he was telling me, he was kind of counseling me, you know, I was a brand new guy, brand new. And he's like, Hey man, if you want to do this for a long time, if you want to stay in the military, like you got to have a hobby, you know, just come out of like two and a half years of just training nonstop. That's all you're doing. And, uh, I was like, okay, cool. What's your hobby? He's like, well, I, I kayak fish. And I was like, well, I like fishing. Hmm. So what year was this? This was 2012, 2013. Pretty, pretty early in the kayak thing. Yeah. So funny story. So he, you know, Tennessee, you know, which is where a lot of this shit started. Mm-hmm. He ended up telling me, he's like, Hey, let me hook you up with a guy that I bought my kayaks from ended up being Chad Hoover. So I called Chad from, uh, he had on hook one at the time, which was his, mm-hmm. uh, kayak mm-hmm. shop. Yep. And I bought a wilderness ride 135 from him. Russ had like 135 and a 115 or something. And he would take his whole family out there and fish all over the rivers in Tennessee. I had that thing rigged out with, four crappie rods, you know, going crazy. And then, <laughs> you know, one, of course, like once you double up, you're just screwed because it's, it's a fucking mess. But, you know, <laughs> but it was fun. You know, this man is a Green Beret in a fucking Chinook pilot helicopter or helicopter pilot. And he gets too crappy on me, fucking loses his shit. What I do? Oh, Jesus, help me. I don't know what to do. I got two crappy zones. I mean, I, I love crappie fishing. Like as much <laughs> as much fun as bass fishing is. Like if if I get on a crappie bite, I will. I'm gonna stay yeah. here. And, and You're like fuck them bass. No, 100 percent right. As They're as, fun. They're easy. as long as it's not a tournament, I'll I'll just shut down and crappie fish. I don't. Crappie I don't are care. fun because they're so fucking stupid they're and they're giant schools. It's and a long just day. Fucking Crap. hammer them all day long i made that video what paul like three weeks ago like I, I finally got to go out i sat on a fucking pocket of crappie for 45 minutes put like and didn't 20... keep a nary one i didn't keep one i put a shit ton in the boat it was amazing that's um, a shame they almost taste as good as largemouth i'm just kidding guys no they do they, they do they're <laughs> second to largemouth and the best taste in largemouth i say it all the time on this podcast are seven pounds and bigger <laughs> and they also had the best frying eggs. You take a seven pound, eight pound large mouth bass and you get those two egg sacks out and you roll them in some flour and fry them up. Look, you ain't, there's, you, there ain't a damn fish out there that tastes as good as that. <laughs> fucking idiot. I love you, Paul. You're a fucking I, idiot. I've been commenting on some of Randy Blockett's Instagram post about eating bass recently. Oh, and yeah. Have you really? Yeah, it's not been as as good as I thought it would be, but somebody did start arguing with me the other day, and then they quit. 
I don't know. Anyway, I feel like back, hold on. Back to Matt's, hold on. Back to Matt's wanna, story. No, no, no. Hold on. Pause in Matt's story. I I felt like I've been missing something the last couple months, and that's trolling Randy Blockett on YouTube. <laughs> um, and I haven't been watching his videos or leaving like very like trolly comments that he doesn't get. So thank you, Paul, for reminding me so I can get back to. It. I felt like something was missing in my life. Look, um, if you're gonna agree with Randy Blockett on anything, it's eating bass. Because that way you can get into the foray of comments <laughs> where people get mad at you and angry at you. Yeah. And and then you just kill them with fucking nonsense. I just I I really have missed his is he still is he still doing daily? Like videos? I don't know. He's gotta be. I don't know YouTube shit. I just see his Instagram post every now and again because I have to check our messages. And then I comment dumb shit on his post because his videos were my favorite because it was like your grandpa, but it was like your grandpa at like four thirty on a Saturday. Like he's already been drinking for five hours (laughs) and he's gonna tell you some shit. There might be a racial slur at some point in it. Like there might be some crazy shit all around. Like that's the Randy Blockett video. But then he started working out. Yeah, he looked like fucking kind of jacked. Yeah, he did. He looked like an old carrot top minus (laughs) the red hair. Dude, those are you know, his, memes. his followers are like diehards though man yeah and I, I i don't agree with i don't agree with that guy on pretty much anything but yeah. <laughs> but i mean i mean he won he won a lot of tournaments and shit you know i have no, he, 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 he won gotta, one he won like 1997 yeah. you gotta respect he, that guy he was but a I, decent, I back in his heyday he was a decent angler in the mid to late 90s he yeah. was above average angler. But I, I think it's, you know, he, his followers are so like, it, it's like cultish almost, but I mean, good. I mean, shit, he's paying, he's paying hey. bills for his family by just posting shit about life scope every Dude. single day. And every time you comment <laughs> on it, you're like, Oh, I, I hate this guy. Screw this guy. You're just giving him money. So like he's smart, hey, that's know? the thing though. You think about all the fucking anglers and you think about what, Fishing has gone to over the last, let's say, three to five years. Not even that. The last two to three years. Yeah. Where content creation is the key to making money in fishing. And Randy Blockett, this old ass fucking mother, this old ass motherfucker, (laughs) comes up and starts and just like jumps into the social media game. I love it. And starts fucking killing it like nobody since Guggen. Right. And he's, and I mean, he, he found his little niche to come into social media with fishing and <laughs> it's love, fucking he has fucking killed it as amazing. good as anybody in social media in the last three years but matt like, covered it's it perfectly matt covered it perfectly he makes a daily video shitting on fucking live scope that's all he yeah. does he just shits <laughs> on, i don't understand it it's cheating well like you know it's, it's one thing to just shit on it but like my like so i don't i don't follow him anymore i don't subscribe or or like your shit anymore yeah because it's, it's not factual at, at this point right. you know it, it's it, to the point where it's, it's like it's just it's so much you know there's yeah. there have been biologists who i trust you know a lot more than some dude <laughs> in the midwest to just say well my my i had i had 100 112 people commented and saying this well I, yeah, I bet they did, and that's fine. You made a lot of money on it, but yeah, that's whatever. Hey, hey, Matt. How? So here's the thing: if anybody knows who's listening, knows somebody who can get us in touch, 
with Randy Blockett. I'd like to do an episode with him, me, Paul, and Matt. And then uh, we're going to go into it straight. As like, oh my God, we agree with everything. And then when he comes on, just <laughs> turn the fucking tables. It'll be our only 15-minute episode. Randy will cut out, and then we'll spend the rest of the episode making fun of him. Hey, his Shh. earlier content, though, was based off of tips and tricks. It was, it was. That it was. he did. And yeah, that's yeah. what got people, because he was putting two to three videos out yep. a day talking about rigging worms certain way jig and doing bullshit and with yeah. jigs and yeah. and, and it's, uh, he still has a bunch of that shit you know yeah. like he he you know i, I i've traveled you know I, there's a, a huge classic in uh the midwest it's on truman lake which is in near the ozark it feeds in the ozarks mm-hmm. and you know i was like hey i, I want to kind of learn about the ozarks truman you know that missouri type fishing so i started following a lot of his stuff and he's got a lot of good shit in there he does, you know, of, of, you know, these are tips and techniques to what you need. One to, in five videos is awesome. <laughs> and then you hear all of that. And it's like, man, I don't think live scope has killed fishing. You know, I, I got a, no. I got a buddy here in uh, Colorado. He works for Eagle Claw mm-hmm. and uh, he does all their, um, I think all their pro staff and marketing stuff for them. Hold His on. Are... Hold on. Eagle Claw has a pro staff. Yeah. Trocar, Eagle Claw, never heard of them. Well, well, no, Trocar, yes, but Eagle Claw, like that's well, your quintessential. Eagle, Eagle Claw <laughs> owns Eagle Claw owns Pro, uh, Trocar. I get it, right? But the Eagle Claw brand I associate with uh, leaders that you attach to put power bait on, and you chuck that bitch out to catch stock salmon. That for me, that's Eagle Claw, and it's no shitting on them, but yeah, that's no, like they're the every man's fishing gear. But that's uh, I didn't realize they had a pro staff. All right, so. You know, I think Scott Martin just won in Okeechobee on he did. Car. He did. But, uh, but not but Eagle Claw. He wasn't not, using Eagle Claw leaders. Yeah. Exactly. But but I think Paul, Paul appreciate that. So we were just talking about Eagle Claw. I got a buddy that, that works for Eagle Claw here. They're, they're based out of the Denver area. And uh, my buddy Eric works for them. And he's, he's a fucking hammer out here. He just caught the uh, state record crappie. It was like a three-pounder in Colorado, oh, which is freaking That's crazy huge. here. It's 18 inches. Um but, Damn it! That's bigger. That's the that's bigger than bass Alex has ever caught. <laughs> but okay, there it is. But but what I was going to say is Eagle Claw. One of the things that uh, that Eric is like huge about. Is he doesn't give a shit about like the wrap on your boat. He doesn't give a shit. Like that's that's it's not going to impress him that you just drive over the country. Mm-hmm. He wants you to go grow the sport of fishing, and and that's his like hundred percent like his personal mission in life grow fishing as a sport i think live scope has brought more people to fishing because they're like okay maybe i can understand this a little more maybe i understand what the fish are doing and yeah there's arguments against it and shit like that but you know Mm. my my cutoff is when you're like the scientists say this and i'm just going to disagree with them because i don't like it but you know uh, eric is like let me get a bobber and a snell hook in a kid's hands and teach him how to catch a bluegill yeah, and, and you're going to you're gonna catch like I I grew up crappie fishing, bluegill yeah. fishing, you know. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I'm traveling over. I'm, and, the, you know. and if there's anything a beginner angler is going to pick out hook wise to start using, because they're going to Walmart, yeah. they're going to your local tackle shops, and they're going to get the cheapest shit. It is a fucking eagle claw little brim hook, is what they're going to get. Paul, Back Paul, up for a second. It. You said something about. Um, live scope for facing sonar bringing in more people into fishing i don't know mm. if it's necessarily brought more people into fishing but 
it has probably brought more people into tournament fishing, especially on the kayak side, because you get you you spend two thousand dollars on a really good kayak, and then you can spend another fifteen hundred, two thousand on a four facing sonar unit, and you can become, I mean, you can become competitive in your local kayak clubs if you learn how to use that for facing sonar so kayak fishing has brought a ton of people into fishing and tournament fishing over the last four to five years and then now you're adding in this this technology is a little more affordable but you have less money in on the boats and the bullshit like that that you can put that stuff on your kayak and you can become competitive way quicker in competition fishing on a kayak with four faces sonar than if you didn't have it. I've seen it on our local clubs. We've got guys who are really good anglers that, you know, were top 10, top 15 here locally, which is, you know, middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack. They got a four facing sonar over the last two years. And there's a handful of them that have now become in the top five. Like they're competing for our local AOIs. And and they're the first, they'll tell you a sport facing sonar. I'm catching well, fish bullshit. I would have never this caught. This is Randy Blockett. This is bullshit. <laughs> Takes no goddamn scale. I, I will tell you, as someone that has forward facing sonar, I've got so I've got live scope and uh, on my kayak. And the first year, it kicked my ass. I bought it halfway through my first season. Yeah. Uh, with the club here, and you there, you know, you hear all the time, but there is so much shit you need to be able to ignore when you actually mm-hmm. have live scope, there are fish that are just not going to fucking bite, you know? And also, I want to be clear. This guy said that it kicked his ass, right? He was the comms guy. For the fucking <laughs> Green Berets, <laughs> right? This guy ran around with a, uh, you guys use the pricks, right? The PRKs. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he ran around with satcom gear on his goddamn back using crypto all this shit and he got his ass kicked like it's not as easy as people think is what i was trying to get at. and now he's got a bunch of first place trophies over his left shoulder yeah yeah no uh there's funny story i got so i won rookie or rookie of the year first year i won angler of the year last year but we've got a joke so i won rookie of the year and then the next season i didn't get that until like the third or fourth tournament in because my buddy scott who is uh like our sponsor manager for the Colorado kayak fishing club. He works with catch and gets these cool trophies made. Well, he had that thing at his house for like forever. And then it went, <laughs> it went through everybody in the board. They all like had it in their filthy mitts. And then finally I went to Trinidad and I got this and then I won Trinidad and it's fine. He's got my angler of the year trophy, but I just hope it's good luck for next year. I will say, so I'm glad that you said, cause I was like, dude, those look like catch boards. Right. And that is they are. Yeah. the fucking coolest the idea coolest fucking trophy right like catchboard. Yeah, yeah that is way cooler than like uh you know the little wooden plaque like you know whatever it is like that is a really fucking cool now, idea you know what i don't want a fucking trophy i don't want a plaque i want money and if yeah, you're you not me an extra ten dollars <laughs> if you can give me an extra 10 hardcore cash dollars instead of that fucking trophy you know what? Give me the money. I don't want no fucking trophy. I don't want a big check. I don't want trophies. I want the money. I don't That's want good that thing bullshit. You're you don't get any of that. Um, I have I have finished last have. in more and tournaments. First. Yeah, in, in more tournaments than you have fished. Little fucking. I short. just 
registered today. Short months. I registered today for, for my first in-person tournament. It's in May. It's on a local lake. It's with a local trail here. They have an open. Like you got to do so many opens before you can join. This join the motherfucker club. is going to go win that fucking tournament and talk more shit to me. Oh yeah, than he has ever oh, yeah. done in his entire life. Oh yeah, because the lake they're going on, I fucking know really well. I cannot nice. wait. Um, the problem, Matt, is is Alex. Alex was in the Coast Guard for twenty years. This motherfucker couldn't tie a knot if his life depended on it. <laughs> is it? Is this a uh, boat or a kayak? Kayak. I kayak fish. And what and it's out of Jersey or? Yep. Yep. In South Jersey. It's the uh, South Jersey Kayak Bass Fishing Club open on Lake Lenape. I'm going to I'm going to put a fucking hurting because I'm going to yeah. enter that tournament and I'm going to come up there and win it. And then I'm going to I'm going to slap you in the face during weigh in. You should. You should come up. I'm going to try to get do you. Oh, you weren't on the Adam Minhara episode. I'm going to try to get him down for it um just more people that i can beat um like i have a picture i have a i have a legit polaroid in the they have like the boathouse where people have to register their boats right and then they have like biggest fish i have the third biggest fish on this fucking lake i'm gonna fucking put a hurting on him and i cannot wait alex ain't gonna catch shit i probably what do you fish out of matt uh, so I'm on Old Town's uh, team this year. So I, I yeah. fish out of a uh, Old Town Autopilot 136. Mm. So. Yep, that's what it, it looks like. It's, uh, <laughs> it's happy that, at all. That, that is not an Old Town. Uh, hey, no, have yeah, you, I, no, I love it. Have you fished or, uh, like, not fished, have you been in that new one they have, that uh, that electric assist pedal? EPDL. EPDL. No. Have you been in that one yet? I have not, and I kind of when it first came out you know i, I wasn't on the team yet i, I had a pro angler uh, 360 before mm-hmm. had, and i'll be one of those people that is completely honest with you i had so many issues with that thing went through three warranties on it mm-hmm. um and then once you st- but not even the warranties on the the drive for it but just the uh when you i had an xi3 on the front if you put a motor on the front of that thing i had a 12 foot maybe it's different on the 14 Mm-hmm. It's so top heavy. I could not stand up on that thing because water would just rush to the front through those. Yeah, rod, you, yeah. I got a, through I got those a rod four, tubes. Yeah. yeah, I got a I got a PA fourteen. I have a um, eighty pound thrust. Afloat. I had a, a I, I've got an eighty pound thrust Minkota Torovo, so it's an older motor that yeah. somebody gave me. It's the only reason I got it, and it's it's a little front heavy, but I don't have any problems with that. Like. When, when I have to climb up to the front to deploy it or bring it in, I'll get some water come in. But as far as, like, just fishing and being up in it, that 14, that those those two feet add a lot of extra stability on yeah. with that. But I've yeah. also got my weighted. All, you know, I've got that heavy-ass fucking motor in there. i got my fat ass in the middle, and then i got all the batteries <laughs> and other shit See, in the back. Mean, Matt. You so like, I've got so it weighted you... fairly good. So if you're in a Hobie, um, cause I do think it says it in their, um, in their literature, right. In their user guide, you have to be a fucking fat ass for that thing to work <laughs> properly. I, I think it says you have to be at least 300 pounds for that thing to float properly. I'm unless not 300. You're, unless you're uh, Christine Fisher and then you can just fucking crawl around it. Oh, fucking yeah. She can stand on shit. the front yeah. of that. She can, you know what look. happened if, if. If I stood up, I'm 215 pounds, six one. If I stood on the front of that thing, it would mm-hmm. be sunken in like five minutes. <laughs> I I know? tried to launch. I tried to launch my boat 
a couple times like her where she just pushes it off and jumps on the front and then hops in. <laughs> I did that shit. I did that shit. I pushed off and hopped on the front and the fucking front lid sunk down to about damn near the Dude, bottom of the boat. That shit. Record <laughs> that shit so we can oh. go viral. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure it's rec- I've got it recorded. And then when that happened, like the tail end of it stood up like a fucking Titanic <laughs> yes. sinking. And so I jumped. I jumped. And and got in the middle and somehow didn't fall in, but it was uh, it was almost a shit show of uh, shit tastic proportions. Mm. Yeah. All right, so back but to also the EPDL. Christine's like one hundred and fifteen pounds. pounds. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like I'm I'm two fifty five. You ate I'm, that I've lost, much worth I've lost food twenty today. pounds. I've lost twenty pounds, bitch. Since that's the January? greatest thing. That's the greatest thing about being hefty versus being short. Alex will only get shorter. I can lose weight. Yeah, but he won't because he doesn't have I the willpower. I've lost 20 fucking pounds, bitch. Dude, I bet you you gained 10 pounds by the end of the year. No. More than you were 2023. I'm going to be, by the end of the year, I'm going to be 220. No way. Yep. I love you, start, big guy. I'm, I'm no going to start doing coffee enemas, <laughs> and I'm going to do one live so that everybody knows how to properly do them on a podcast, mm. Mm. and you're going to follow me on my weight loss journey. With coffee enemas and as, mashed potatoes. As Drew would say, it's not a journey, you fat fuck, and you're just eating less. It's not a journey. Ugh. All right, the EDP or the EPDL, you're not sold on that? or No, I, so when I first saw it, I was like, okay. Um, I, first off, I think it's awesome that they took that technology, like the bike EPDL mm-hmm. technology, and threw mm-hmm. it in there. Honestly, the more that I look at it, um, for my style of fishing, I love What style is that? I love being offshore and okay. forward facing. Yeah, I love you need the spot lock. I yep. love spot lock. That's why I have yeah, the XI3. Yep. That's why yep. I've got the mm-hmm. autopilot, right? Yeah. I love being offshore. For but I lived in lower Alabama. I was about an hour. So before I really got into bass fishing, I was fishing redfish like crazy down in mm. uh, down in the Gulf. I think that's where that that stuff uh, shines like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's because now, hey, you know, you get into some bad weather because it kicks up a lot more there than it does you know inland mm-hmm. you can kind of move out or these guys that are just you know trying to move to a different spot and then they're going to shore fish the whole day you know why not i yeah. and so another another thing is when i decided to go with an autopilot colorado uh, our fishing club here for the kayak series both of them now allow motors last year we did not allow motors. So we were kind of aligned with the, the Hobie series where, you know, you had to pedal. Right. That's fine. But in Colorado, and I'll say this cause I'm not from here and I'm not going to live here forever. Um, they have so many rules and mm. shit against motors, motors yep. that don't make any sense. If a boat goes through, like if, if I was to take my, bass cat and throw it and i don't have a bass cat but if i had one it'd be cool and if i took it down the ramp and i got it inspected because you have to in colorado they wouldn't even look at my trolling motor but the fact that i have a kayak with a motor on it they yeah. have to inspect that yeah it makes no sense for some of the rules that are out here but they are what they are so i am probably end up gonna end up getting like a like a sportsman um pdl mm-hmm. um that i can have but I love the EPDL option because, hey, as long as I don't have a battery in that thing, it's exactly the same thing. Same and thing. And I can take it out there, right? But yep. Yeah. 
So, but I think I, I think it's a cool concept. I think uh, hopeful. I I really hope that that gets kind of expanded out of the big water line and into some other stuff. Oh, and that's only on the big water frame. So they released it on the big water. I don't that's know what too the much. plans. Yeah, that's I don't, too much. I don't know what their plans are for it. I think the vast majority of kayak anglers, uh, if they don't have an autopilot, they probably have a sportsman PDL. Yep. And I think that is really the tournament fishing market for that. I think that but, thing would shine. I thought that was on the sportsman mod. I didn't realize on the big water. Yeah, that's that's yeah. too much. Like that predator is or well, not the predator anymore. You say that because right? car top, but if you got a exactly. pickup truck or a trailer, I mean that changes everything. Yeah, there's, it does, there's a lot less yeah. people there's a lot less people now even in my local area there's a lot car less topping. people now car topping yeah. they have they have bought trucks yeah because they kayak fish and yeah. then now they've bought trailers i mean there's, yeah. there's that's, another, like, that's another thing in colorado yeah. so i can't have if 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 i have a trailer and it hits the water in colorado mm. i have to now go through an inspection mm. yep which yeah. The inspections won't even open until 7 a.m. or yeah. 8 a.m. Mm. So I'm going to miss all the good fishing just to get my trailer inspected. So I bought a dynamic dolly this year so I can oh, yeah. walk my whole kayak down there, load it what, up. What is that dolly? We I've got I've got a couple people here. I've seen them in on their videos. What is it? Yeah. So Greg Blanchard uses it. It's probably like the most popular through him. But Who's it's that? called uh, <laughs> dynamic dolly. Is uh, is who makes it and I think they have a kayak 12 and a kayak 14 model. I've got the 14 model and it's awesome. I, I bought oh, it. I was kind of, this thing is cool as shit. It's, yeah. it's badass. So the worst thing about putting, you know, the scupper mounted, um, you know, kayak, like the, like the old Hobie ones or whatever, the worst thing about putting those through your scupper holes, first off, you get to these heavier kayaks, like, an autopilot or the new Titan X's and stuff like that. They can't handle it. And, uh, but they also can't handle like those boondock side, mm-hmm. side, uh, side wheels. Cause it's just too much weight. You know, you're going to screw them over, but yeah, the, the back sits on that thing. I don't have to worry about, you know, going down yeah. to the, to the edge of the boat ramp, That's cool flipping shit. the kayak over on its side, trying to get some cart. All my rods are dumping off the side of that thing while I'm doing that. You know, I, I literally just deploy it like it's a trailer. And uh, I've walked up and down, you know, corrugated boat ramps, you know, with those big grooves in it. No problem. So it's pretty cool. It's expensive, I mean, got, but what, uh, it's cool. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah I've got, I've got bungee lot, cords. But... I've got bungee cords on my Hobie wheels. And so okay. I have to, what I do is I have to, I lay the, the Hobie wheels down. I lift my kayak and put the, set it on top of the wheels. And then I have to go reach underneath and pull and and so i use on hobie on the hobie drives they give you this bungee cord so that if you're in shallow water you're beaching your kayak you can put this bungee cord on the on the pedal drive and it pulls the pedals where the pedals are flat against the boat yeah so i use that to drop through the scupper and i take one the one bungee and i hook it hook it to the hook and i pull it through and i hook it on the bungee cord and then i go to the other side and i drop the the bungee cord down through the scupper and i hook it to the the other one that's the other bungee that's connected to the other side i pull it through i i put it on one of the eyelets in the back and then i have to lift my hobie up i have to lift the back of it up and in theory it pulls it straight up into the scupper so i've had those bitches on there for three years so so the fucking bungee cords are all stretched out so i have to lift it up 
and kind of guide it in. And now for 99% of the time, it's pretty easy. But when I get on these boat ramps that are super fucking steep, I'm lifting the back of the Hobie up and I'm in the water and you got to lift that bitch like chest high to, yeah. and, and it's got to line up. And sometimes, it, but I've got it down pat, but yeah, it's a lot of work because there was when people are like, Oh, just take your shit off and tip it over. I'm like my, everything in my kayak stays in my kayak. I, it, I t- unload it from the truck into my garage. It's got all like, I'm not unloading all that batteries and all my, eight rod and reels and my eight crate. I'm not unloading all, and not to mention after a day of fishing, the fucking bottom of my boat where I sit has fucking lures and worms and shit. It would, <laughs> it would look like the fucking Titanic sank out yeah. there. There'd be shit floating all over the fucking boat ramp. I don't yeah, even know what I'm talking about. Hey, Matt, well, why are you so good at telling stories? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> fucking idiot. They're, hey. they're, they're cool, but they're, they are expensive. I, I imagine like, more people like as these kayaks are getting heavier and heavier and i think that's oh, yeah. going to be have to get a shit like that it's going to be the future of it so there's going to be more people out there doing it it is it's still less expensive than a trailer yeah it is exactly it is yep and, and it's not technically a trailer so i can use that you don't have to register mm-hmm. and all that well when you move back down here to the carolinas or tennessee after you retire in the next couple of years you're not going to worry about any of that shit Exactly. He's only he's only thirty nine. I'm guessing because his email has 1984 in it, and that's how right. old I am. I'm thirty nine. Um, yeah. So uh, he, damn, he's got, he ages he's got like, way better than you. Fuck, Alex, you look yeah, like no shit, right? Jesus. Oh, this my man, shit's my shit's all white when I grow it out. There we and go. I ain't got Thank nothing you. up here, so. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's why he's got the hat on. Thank You're you. Bald headed. Yeah. Huh. Hey, so. You said you listen to uh, fishing YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes fishing YouTube can be really confusing because sometimes we don't know if it's uh Is that what I think it is? Oh, it's a bass! Or is it? Yeah, so sometimes when we listen to these videos, um, they can sound like people fucking. And sometimes <laughs> they can sound like just catching bass. Right. So is, we're gonna play you. Uh, this is a couple... terrible because we didn't fix these either. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. I, I have mine fixed. Then don't fix yours. So we only have one for you, and I need you to guess whether this is, uh, you know, somebody catching a bass or somebody getting some ass. Okay. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I fucking I can't believe I got this. I can't believe I got this. Oh. Oh. I gotta breathe for a minute. So uh, what's your thoughts on that one? <laughs> okay, so those aren't typically the YouTube videos I'm watching. I'm watching like uh, <laughs> trying to trying to learn something. But uh, no, somebody was learning something. So. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's so crazy. I'll go with that. That was fishing. It was definitely fishing. Thank you, Fish Mama Chris. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I have scoured the internet for actual. Yeah, the issue is sounds. Put, oh, oh corn. No, no. Yeah. I have scoured the internet for actual sounds. Yeah. In the corn industry, that could relate to this, so we could actually make it a real game yeah. and have some people that were, you know, not didn't know. And I'm yeah. telling you what, in the corn industry, none yeah. of them sound like they're fishing. 
They straight up sound like they're just fucking all the well, time. It's yeah, very but weird. That's the game. It's the game of that fisherman sound like they're fucking when they're catching a fish, right? Because Wyatt had that great clip. It was amazing. He did. Um, Paul fucked it up. Oh my god. Nope. Wait. Wrong one. <laughs> oh god like if we could cut that yeah. one up and yeah. take out take out the, the, the song of our people who's going and if we could take out the song mm -hmm. of our people at the beginning take yeah. out that's a good fish and just it's play that on. like it would it, it did it would it would sound like somebody whacking off that's fine still getting some kind of so i've decided i'm gonna the title of this i always like to let people know my ideas um i was throwing this around except today. for me he never tells me his never. fucking ideas he tells everybody else but me so uh matt i think we're gonna title this episode from american badass to bad oh no shit what was it from american badass to ass at catching bass i feel like that <laughs> flows well oh yeah yeah but then i saw all the trophies hey a question about the trophies uh yeah. are they always set up right there so yeah i do another podcast so i'm on the board for the colorado kayak fishing club so oh. I just, we do a podcast here and i got them set up for that okay oh, where, so where, where you're, you're not going to be allowed to do any that podcast yeah. anymore after they hear this one. <laughs> oh, i'm leaving in probably a year anyway so it's okay it's my oh, last year on the, my last year on the board so we're good no i nothing against nothing against them at all <laughs> he was like moving. fuck them i'm leaving no, I'm, I'm gonna be moving that's that's why i love where are you I moving love to love this club I don't know yet. Uh, we'll see. Back I east? Got, uh, potentially. Uh, potentially Alabama, potentially Tennessee. Are you potentially... in the uh, regular Army now, or are you in uh, National Guard? I am in the regular Army in okay. uh, Fort Carson right now. That's where I'm flying out gotcha. of. And, gotcha. uh, so, yeah, I'm going to come up on that time to move. And mm -hmm. uh, got a few options here that we're kind of looking at. One's uh, out of the country, and then the other two are kind of in the south. We we lived in Tennessee for you know ten years, and we loved it yeah. there. So that's one option, and then Lower Alabama is another another. So you close to retirement? Are you are you in retire at, at your twenty, or are you gonna got like keep, keep plugging along? I got like six years left, so yeah. right. Hey. You joined twenty ten, right? Yeah. So you got uh, yeah. so, but it'll be probably twenty for me. I mean. We'll see maybe a year more but hey I'll do can, 20. You, can you be colorblind <laughs> and join the green bread green braids that's a good question i don't know i think you can be colorblind and be a green beret but not a pilot yeah you definitely can't be a pilot that wrecked my dreams i always wanted to be an f-16 <laughs> pilot and no. then like in the ninth grade i learned i was colorblind yeah. in our biology class and you think i had some kind of venereal disease the way i got picked on afterwards <laughs> and i realized I like, that i could never go fly so i like how paul was going for the joke though that uh he couldn't be a green beret the only thing stopping him is because he couldn't see the color of the beret not um <laughs> not the crippling gout in his foot uh the drink only got gout cluster. after i only got i only started getting gout after i joined this fucking stupid ass podcast hey yeah welcome to bass Bruce. if you guys want to come be a co-host uh for a long period of time well i'll, I'll give you gout it's you're, fine. You're, you're gonna gain 40 pounds and get the fucking gout no and you have to deal with alex no on, on vision i i've got a i got a story that i always tell buddies here because 
we'll talk about like so like you know like there's always different levels of acceptance you know like it yep. takes maybe you got to be a little smarter to join one branch than the other you know you know yep. you, you walk into a marine office and hey you know, i'm gonna interrupt you real quick of course you can be the dumbest motherfucker alive and join the coast guard because alex didn't even have his ged when he got in the coast guard <laughs> hold on didn't have a ged but i scored a 91 on the asfab so i can do whatever the fuck i want to do at that point there you go yeah <laughs> i you very much some of the smartest people i've met are not educated at all you know they just got street smarts and they know how to get shit done but i take offense uh, to that they, they know how to shoot I take offense to that he said the smartest people i've ever met aren't educated at all and i, I took that as offense, <laughs> offense of that one that was Alex a real came. officer move that was a real officer yeah. move all right back to your story i rudely interrupted on all purpose. right so vision right so yeah back to vision so yeah being colorblind uh, yeah clearly you can be completely colorblind i've been blind as shit um <laughs> <laughs> as a as a green beret before so i was it was the first day of our um you know this is at fort bragg or where liberty, fort liberty. I think it's called there. yeah so we were there and you know you go through all like you got harder parts of the course and you got easier parts of the course and i was showing up for day one of the communications course which was hey we're going to teach you how to build computers so i was like hell yeah this is going to be an easy day Let's go get it. So we go to the gym first, you know, before class starts, we show up, I hopped up on pre-workout. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fucking real. Uh, get it. And, uh, our, our instructor had something for us. He drug our asses out of the classroom. As soon as we got in there, we probably didn't do anything wrong at all, but he just starts grinding us down. And it's, this is, you know, probably August, you know, in North Carolina, it's hot as hell. Ew. And, uh, I bait, I went blind. So he was smoking the shit out of us. And uh, we're probably out there for about an hour. And we're in our full uniforms or whatever. And, you know, that we you all know it. pay for. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that time. But, you know, the year later, we'd have to. But uh, Diddy bag. <laughs> but, but you know, like, you know, you know, everybody pretty well by this point in the, in the course. So my, my roommate was next to me. And I was like, James, I can't see shit, dude. And uh, he's, like, he's like, all right, all right. So we're just there doing, I don't know, jumping jacks or whatever the hell, you know, just, just getting our sh shit pushed Y'all are supposed to be building computers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we had done something wrong, which yes. was probably nothing. You didn't do anything <laughs> they, wrong. They you drug agree. us. They yeah, drug our asses alive. outside. Exactly. And, and, you know, you, I, I don't think you could do this anymore, honestly. But uh, I I couldn't see shit. You know, the 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 light just went away. Yeah. And uh I'm standing out there, I'm doing these exercises and I told my buddy, I was like, I, I can't see shit. And about maybe a minute later, this uh, instructor just kind of gets serious and like, all right, everybody, you know, stand up. And he's giving a speech about, you know, losing his fucking thumb in war. You know, dude had one thumb and uh, you know, really? he's giving it. He really, really did. The war, and, really, the war was a uh, a nice uh, lady <laughs> of the night in Singapore. He was that thing off. It was Fayetteville, so he probably <laughs> did lose that in some kind of war in Fayetteville. He was in seventh group, so it's probably some Colombian shit. But oh um, yeah, um, they'll get you in Cartagena. Yeah, but but anyways, he's you know telling war stories. We're all just kind of standing at attention for him or whatever, and um, all of a sudden behind me, he's like, I hear the 
the instructor pipe off. He's like, what the, what the fuck's wrong with you? You know, he's just chewing into this dude. And this guy literally like right behind me. my eyes are wide open. Cannot see shit. This guy behind me. He's like, I can't see shit, Sergeant. <laughs> I was not the only dude that was blind. Yeah. This dude behind me was fucking blind. And I was like, oh, thank God. It's not me. Like, cause you know, like the next thing is you're going to fucking pass out. And then, yeah. Then you're going to heat cat. You're going to kick you out of the course. That's like the worst thing. You know, like you're, all, all you care about is not getting kicked out. So yeah. you're going to stand up and take it. And yeah, this dude behind me, he's like, he's like, all right, everybody sit down. And I was like, shit, how do I sit down now? I, I can't see shit. So my buddy, like, helped me sit down, drank some water. I was fine, you know. But, uh, yeah, you don't have to be able to see colors because you don't have to be able to see at all. Like, apparently, so. well, your buddy, you, you should shout out your buddy for yes. saving you because he, he, I can, uh, I can just imagine him like hold, holding your, your, your pocket or some shit like that. Be like, here's okay, the thing. I got you, boy. I got you. Or he could have been like, fuck that guy. And just like, like hey, look at this guy. <laughs> hey, but hey, here's the thing. Hey, Sergeant, this motherfucker's <laughs> blind too. He's blind. Matt can't see shit either. Yeah, Matt's new name is Ray Charles. Get him the fuck out of here. You can't see shit. No, but yeah, honestly, yeah. here's what I picture. Everybody's lined up, right? And there's your ass about ready to, you know, stand at attention the wrong way. And your battle buddies <laughs> point you the right way, right? But there's just one dude facing them complete backwards. Stevie yeah. Wonder back there got called out because he can't see a goddamn thing. His, his crew's going to listen to this podcast in a week and be like, I don't know if fucking Matt should be flying right now. <laughs> Matt's like, no, I'm good. I've done this before. I got it. I don't need to see. Look, guys, the only time I ever freak out is when I have two crappy on at one time. Outside of that, <laughs> I'm good. It there nice. it is. Yeah. Listen, the dude's been under fire. He uh, flies a giant <laughs> helicopter that shouldn't be in the air. You know what freaks him out? Two crappy at the same time. <laughs> oh man. Do you guys call it? Do you guys call it crappy out there? I know, like some people call it's it crappy. It's crappy yeah. where I'm at. Crappy. Yeah. Now, what's what's weird about the South though? Is they you do have southerners that call it crappie. If you get, well, the only people that call like it sockle is is Louisiana. So yeah. uh, Chris Cruz, yeah. Cruz fishing, those guys are are calling it sockle. And then you have like the Mississippi, Alabama, some of your Tennessee people, a lot of your Tennessee people that I've been around call it crappie. But when you get into like the Carolinas and the Florida, the majority of people down here are gonna say crappie. And listen, uh, also, just to reiterate, Matt is good to fly. There, <laughs> it comes with eyes. That's why he can fly just perfectly. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're about ready to hit the uh, world famous shotgun round before we get there because this is the part that's going to take you to the uh, darkest waters or to the highest heights to become a serious angler. Uh, before we get there, I want to give you a chance to shout out whoever or whatever you'd like to. Um, because this is going to be the most judgmental portion of the podcast. All right, cool. Uh, I don't know if they want me to, to shout them out after being on here, but, uh, my name, my name is John Collinsworth and I do not have any fishing <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, right. Uh, no, yeah. I, old town, old town, Dakota, Johnson outdoors. Uh, fantastic. Like, the biggest thing I'd say about them is, you know, I, it is really an American company. You talk to somebody there and their warranty is lifetime. Uh, 
I love them. They're sponsoring me this year and I'm going to start doing a lot more traveling and, and national tournaments. So that's my only real big sponsor for this year. And then outside of that, there is a, the Colorado kayak fishing club. If you are ever through Colorado, uh, we've got a multi-series so you can catch like 40 inch pike at our tournament, which is a lot of fun. Jackfish. Uh, and giant ass uh, trout, which I'm not a trout fan, but uh, and yeah, then outside track. outside of that, there is an organization I work with that I do want to shout out, which is uh, True Patriot Outfitters, ran by, by my buddy Gene. He's on the uh, one of the directors for the All-American Kayak Series. Mm. But uh, basically what, what he does through his organization is they take out veterans and first responders on kayak fishing trips. Um, I'm going to join with him this year, do a little bit more work with him. I went out uh, last year with him on a trip and... Uh, just kind of basically was like a, a kayak fishing guide on a trip and saw how impactful it was. They That's had awesome. one of the dudes there that was actually in the, uh, Nadal Hassan shooting, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. Um, and it, you know, the fishing is one thing, but it's like a camping thing too. So at the end of the, you know, we're all just drinking and, you know, camping out and, and having a good time. It's a lot of those stories. There's a lot of recovery that kind of happens that, you know, I'm kind of understanding some stuff that I went through that I didn't even realize was was there you know before i left so two patriot outfitters uh gene campbell if uh, you're a veteran that's wanting to do some kayak fishing or first responder pretty much anywhere in the midwest through colorado mm-hmm. uh reach out to us it's awesome hey on that we're gonna have john on here uh coming up at some point but john house out of the charlotte area they have purple heart homes yep and they've got a tournament coming up for Purple Heart Homes, it's Real Heroes. It's Lake Norman, North Carolina, July 13th of this year. It's a kayak bass fishing tournament. We're going to have John on to come talk about this a little bit more. But for the folks that are listening that are in the general area, if you're going to be in this area, July 13th, they're having a tournament to raise money for Purple Heart Homes. Go check that out. Go look up at John House, J-O-N-H-U-S-E on Facebook, Purple Heart Homes. Uh, we're going to have more on that coming up. <clears throat> but go check that out, too. They're putting on stuff to to help build houses for veterans. It's local to the Charlotte area for the tournament. Everybody's invited, but it's going to be a good shindig, and uh, we're going to have more of that coming up. Hey, got, and, uh, just, and, and, and just so you know, for the, um, for the veterans, that, that's also Coast Guard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 come on now. Uh, I, I got I got one more plug, I guess. Yeah, uh, go for it. So there's a uh, organization called Special Operations Bass Anglers, and this isn't like a kayak thing. They do a lot of bass boat stuff. I guarantee, if you're in a kayak and you want to fish it, you probably can. But out at Lake Norman on November eighth, uh, they're going to have mm. a twenty. Or it's eighty bucks a boat, twenty dollars big fish option. Um, they do a lot of cool tournaments and that money goes directly back to the families of whichever uh, special operations soldier uh, was lost on that. And this one is uh, Sean Mullins, who was also at fifth group uh, when I was there. Um, great guy, great family. So awesome. it would go back to just basically supporting his family. That's so, very cool. So Alex, maybe we get a link and put that in yeah. the show notes. A link yeah, that. Matt. Yeah, Matt, give us the link, link for that, that. So we can put in the show notes. So yeah. As it gets closer. Are, are you going to come out for that? We'll are you going to come out? Are you going to come out Eastway any for any tournaments, Matt? 
in November? I probably not, uh, just with the schedule of what it is. But I'll shoot you their uh, their yeah. Facebook page here. And, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll yeah. put that in the show notes because that's Lake we Norman. Like to push we do all have of that. Yep. Yeah. In, yeah, in North Carolina, in the Carolinas in general, we have a good listenership. So we, we do. Yeah, that'd be awesome to be able to. Uh, yeah. And again, all these veteran things uh, do apply to uh, the uh, Coast Guard. So go support that. Yeah. All right. It's about time for the world famous. Uh... It's time. Boys and girls, let's see how far down the rabbit hole we can go today. Wow. <laughs> it only takes one. Yeah, so this is the uh, shotgun round. We're going to ask you a rapid-fire set of questions. Um, I don't need an explanation. Or, I, I'm sorry, we don't need an explanation unless we ask for one. Um, and uh, it's pretty simple. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, Crocs or flops? Crocs. I dig it. Um, Have you ever flown your helicopter in Crocs? No. Pussy. Anyways, uh, that sounds like that's a faux pas. That that probably wouldn't be allowed. Listen, Coast Guard does it all the time. We do it in flops all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they got cactus out here, man. You don't want to be wearing. It's like you're high in desert. the air. What the fuck are you talking about? You're exactly. In you're in the fucking air. Hold yeah, on. But... Never fly with Matt because he's worried about cactus. He's way too fucking low. He's way too low. <laughs> they call him snake shit like the guy from We Were Soldiers. Why do they call you snake shit? Because I fly lower than snake shit. Um, you're on your way to the water. Are you listening to hype music or slow jams? Oh, man. Um, nothing or hype music hold on okay so oh man this is yeah we're gonna need an explanation one what a fucking psychopath nothing you just listen to your own thoughts i don't listen to shit when i'm on the way to the ramp not a fucking yeah, thing i listen a to the fucking psychopath no i'm not look I at might your be glasses. a sociopath i'm not a psychopath <laughs> look these bitches i don't have to clean these lenses because mm. they ain't none because there is none. <laughs> hey uh what does hype music mean to you what does that mean like, like name some bands that would be hype music brooks and dunn so uh well, i'll give another shout out my uh, best friend he's an artist in nashville ryan kender uh, he's a country okay. guy but he does kind of country rock uh type of things um and a lot of his stuff is like it'll get like aired for like like last year he did the, the nfl draft so it's like fucking hyping Ooh, that up okay um let's see what else um a lot of times I don't listen to any music because honestly, when I drive to the water and when I'm driving home uh, or when I'm on the water, it's some of like the clearest thought that I have because yeah. I'm away from all the bullshit okay. in life, you know? So a yeah. lot of times I'm not listening to anything. I mean, yeah, the, I don't it, listen to shit. I don't listen to shit after tournaments either because I've fucking done shitty lost. and I'm yeah. fucking pissed off at myself. Hey, real quick. Speaking of hype music, do you, do y'all have cool ass like call signs like top oh. gun no no so i i just he's so last mad year, about it i think yes uh, yeah you so should I, I i last year we went to this exercise with a bunch of a10 pilots down there these oh, guys fuck are, yeah so fuck yeah right so we're down there it's it's us but but it's like all the air force so you've got yeah. like anything from like u2 pilots down to us that are like 10 feet off the deck you know 
mm-hmm. and it's just stacked up like crazy. And they all get up. Everybody does their like their introductions, you know. And oh like, no! <laughs> hey, I'm I'm fucking Boomer six nine or something, you know. Like everyone has <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Everyone, I ain't got no teeth, but I still sixty nine. Call me Boomer six nine. I'll everyone, to death. everyone had a call sign. Then yeah. it gets to the army, and I'm like, "Hey, we're here." No. Wait, wait. Even hey, I'm the, Matt. Uh, hey, even the yeah. fixed wing guys don't have call signs. No, so I think they're like they they're working on submitting. Like typically, your unit will have a call sign. It, it would, They'll have a call sign, like in flight school, your instructor will have one assigned yeah. to them. But it's it's like, basically everyone has a call sign and there's a number behind it. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It's not so what I've understood from talking to the Air Force people is basically when they go through uh their flight school, you know, way back early in their career, uh they basically kind of find like a, a, a small dig to mm-hmm. kind of like something that yeah. is a little character dig at them. That'll stick with them, but it's not insulting, you know. And it is insulting, but you're but you're they'll grow with it, it right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They embrace exactly. it. They embrace but they, it. But they grow with it, and the better yep. they are, then people know them by that name. Yep. It's mm. pretty cool. Um, the army does not have that, but I, I will say, like, that is one of the coolest things yeah. about about the air force is like yes. you've got your name because that's that's one thing that I believe in is like your name should carry some weight to it. Sure. And if mm-hmm. you're if you're a piece of shit your name's going to carry that, that that's who you are. Yep. And if you're a rock star, then your name's going to carry that, I you should. know, and that goes for integrity or anything else. So, yeah. How, how, how about your birds? So like when we would take, uh, uh, the Avdet on, on cutters, right? Like we'd bring whatever on whatever branch it'd be coast guard or Navy. Um, we never took army. On. We, no, we never took army on. So just Navy, right. But they're birds, right. The Blackhawks or Jayhawks would have, um, call signs for the bird do you have a call sign for your bird nope nothing cool god the the coolest thing <laughs> that we have mm-hmm. the, the, so the coolest thing we have is is the ramp of the ch-47 it goes down and then there's like a kind of a maybe it's like a foot-long strip you know the actual ramp you step off on yeah and the very end of that thing a lot of times you'll see something written on there yeah yeah mm-hmm. so what's but, written on yours but the aircraft well so that's the thing like we fly i fly we have 13 aircraft, so I fly all 13 oh, aircraft. It's not like gotcha. I have the keys to one of them and I own that. Gotcha, one. gotcha. Yeah. But um, each aircraft basically has to earn its name. So mm. that is kind of that is kind of cool. So like something, you know, that, that's broken on it or whatever, you know, yeah. it'll it'll have a name. But you really don't have anything. Rotors, cool. Hopefully, it ain't rotor broke. So what's the name <laughs> of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the matt collins that's his matt that's collins it. on the bag of it. Hey, uh, really, tiny i know we're in, i know we're in a shotgun <laughs> round and we're backing up to to your military service do y'all have guns on the chinook that you have yeah so on the regular army chinook they'll have uh 240s machine guns mm-hmm. and then at special operations they'll carry many guns on there and 50 okay, cool. so so you have a ded- dedicated gunner off of those yeah i'll have a, I'll have a couple at least two um i know we're switching these up paul do you have any uh well yeah because i brought up the list because you can't fucking do it ever i can never hey so let's say uh pineapple and pizza yes or no okay yeah my man yeah Yeah. see you can tell this motherfucker's from chicago (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) exactly hey um Since you are uh, or, or were uh, a Green Beret, uh, what's the best uh, 
Special Ops. Is it uh, Rangers or Navy or uh, Navy Seals? Oof. Between those two. Well, I mean, we're we're talking about the best, so yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> You're trying to get him to sign he's off. Trying, he's trying to do like the same thing earlier. Uh, yeah, but yeah. no, I don't really I had feel this like planned. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was telling to I was telling to Paul about it. Like we all work together, so we go to the same yeah. schools together and shit. So like yeah. I've gone to school with a bunch of seals and stuff. I think the seals have a, a pretty cool mission. Um, yeah, you saw like the they lost two seals doing I like did. an actual yeah they were doing submarine shit. Yeah. shit you know, like that's pretty cool. I, I went to a school with a, uh, a buddy uh, Andy. He's a seal and uh, he's retired now, but he was on a uh, SDV team. And those mm-hmm. guys basically dive in a little tube that's like s- smaller than, you know, this little seat that I'm in. Yep. And uh, he would tell me stories about like falling asleep underwater on like a eight hour mission, you know, yeah, and I'm like, God damn, dude. So they do some pretty cool shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Rangers are probably cooler just because they they, you know, bring the thunder of fucking, you know. <laughs> Hey, it's so just, gonna, it's just, it's, it's a younger group, but it's just rage, it is. you know? Yeah. Yep. I, I, I will say one, I have a story for you in the green room when we're done. Um, but two, I'm going to clip this as you saying that the Navy and the Coast Guard is better than everybody else. And that, uh, <laughs> we're going to say that you wanted to hey, be an aquatic service member and you couldn't uh, do it. Hey, real, real quick. What about Delta force? How do they, how do they compare to the, are they just another special operations unit like y'all or no is it higher than you guys so there's lower so there's the regular army uh yeah. it's it's kind of tears right and yeah we won't talk too much about this but there's there's definitely different tiers and this is something that i've enjoyed the most in the military is is the higher that you the higher that you work on an echelon and it's, it's probably for corporate america too you know the higher you work with better people than yourself the more you work around people that are better than you basically mm-hmm. Yeah. The better the better you Ste- will be right steel sharpens right. steel and uh when you start working at that top tier level you get into incredible humans on mm. every aspect you're talking intelligence athleticism maturity decision making yeah. uh leadership it is it is all there um yeah. And you're saying that's like Delta Force. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, on that same uh uh you know, breath, uh, do you eat largemouth bass? <laughs> no. What? I, oh I should God. say yes, just to like screw with people. But, you know, <laughs> well, well, hey, only only, yes. only four pounds smallies. There you, there you go. There you go. There you go. That's gonna enrage people more than the seven pound <laughs> large. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. But listen, if you want to get, because um, I'm pretty sure the record, it's a uh, 24 pound smally in Afghanistan. So if you want to do it, <laughs> uh, sign up for the 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 army. You can uh, uh, in a couple of years <laughs> we'll be back there, so you can uh, fish those waters. Hey, and the numbers three- are low. That might help. Yeah. <laughs> in a three-hour session, do you want to catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? One seven-pounder. I'm there. We go. Leaving tomorrow to go to OHIV, and uh, I'm hoping to catch PB out there. So yeah, yeah share lunker, baby. I want to yeah. see a share lunker on Instagram in the next mm. two to three days. Listen, if uh, it happens, I want you to name that fish Bab, as in Bass, bass and Bruce. Yes. yes. 
I want you yeah. to. Yeah. I want you to hope your share lunker say this would not have happened if I not been yeah. on the shittiest fishing podcast. Yep. There is bass and brews. That's exactly what I need you to say. Because normally when we have good anglers on, they they come on the show and then their career fucking flatlines. So. <laughs> we've only had a couple. We've only had a couple that have uh, ha- have excelled after they've been on the show. Yeah. But yeah, hey, uh, you know, wacky, I, I, wacky rig or Texas rig? Wacky rig. My man. Uh, what's uh, what's your favorite MRE protein? Uh oh. So I never really ate MREs for the first 10 years in the military. Right. Um, fucking fancy, dancy special ops. I ate MREs yeah. and I was in the Coast Guard. What we had ribeyes and lobster. Yeah, no um, shit. Well, he wasn't Air Force. What? <laughs> Beef ravioli is probably a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, that is or, a good one. Yeah, or chicken dumplings. That's a good one. Mm. Oh, the chicken dumplings is the decisive one. People either right. hate it or love it. That so, chicken dumpling ones is the shit. I got, I got a story for you, though. So this... You can see this is like a, you know, people that are watching. That's a mm-hmm. trash. That's a trash goat, right? So, yep. uh, Lafarge Cement Factory is in Syria. That's the base that I was at, and they would fucking try to give us Taco Tuesday out there every time we were there. <laughs> but they cooked it with fucking trash goat. Yeah, man. And you would get so excited, and then you'd realize like and it was all local food, yep. and it would be goat, and it'd be so disgusting. So we what? Made it. Fucking goat is delicious. No. No. no, no. Oh my god. Have you ever had a you ever had a Syrian goat? Yeah, that's a whole different No, story. I've never been no. over there, but I've <laughs> I've had I've had a fucking South Carolina goat, and I guarantee yeah. that bitch ain't far off from a Syrian goat. Because uh, that was Paul's you, you relative. Will, you will shit your pants within like an hour of that. Hey, look, I have eaten poon, I've eaten possum, and I've ever I've eaten everything on a hog from the tutor to the pooter. So. We still got to put that on a shirt. Um, uh, Paul, what's the rest of them? We got. Uh, oh, you gonna spend more on a rod or a reel? I thought we were cutting that one out. Well, we're asking. We just ask it now, so it's got to answer. Rod. All right. A rod, okay. Finesse guy got. Yep, it. exactly. Uh, no, Being out. I, no, cal- I, I bought a. Uh, I'm not sponsored with these at all. I got a buddy that's uh, on the Alpha Angler team, and uh, he oh, turned shit. me on to one of theirs. And yep, I uh, love. I, I got out my deep cranking rods, Alpha Angler. I Thanks got to Jay La, uh, La Barbera. That's the Palinek. Uh, he's yep. the head yeah. guy for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon Palinek uses them. Uh, but damn, I, I bought one of their, uh, they're just jigging rods. It's like a 7.3. I forget what the hell it's called, but mm-hmm. God damn, it's it's good. It's gnarly. Um, All right, Alex, we're on the last, last, last two. Last two. All right, yeah. so the last two. Um, have you ever eaten beaver? No. No? Hmm. I mean, y'all got, y'all got good beaver out in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I heard there's a lot of, like, good beaver in Colorado, Illinois, North Carolina. These All, all these places have really good yeah. beaver, I've heard. So that's crazy. All right. Hmm. Um, Beaver's good eating. It is. I know, I know where y'all are going. Ah, fucker. <laughs> no, See, this for is real, though. I've, I've eaten beaver. I've eaten yes. it all. Like real I've beaver? Eaten all the, yeah. yeah. It's delicious. You ever had possum? You, you said you had possum. Yeah, yeah, he said possum. But beaver weird. tastes way better. Way I better. When I was in Robin Sage, that uh, last part of the Q course in right. North Carolina, we were you supposed were to be in beaver? 
well, no, we were eating possum. We were supposed to be in a starvation lane. They were going <laughs> to starve our asses out. Well, we were on one of our one of our first missions, and uh, I'm in like the back of this like Chevy S10, you know, with a you know M4, and there's like six of us back there, and boom, we all like get slammed forward in a car accident in the middle of the night right after we did an ambush. We hit a fucking deer out there, and uh, my instructor gets out there, pulls a machete. This old fucking green beret pulls a machete out, <laughs> chops the head off this deer right in front of us. And uh, we ate deer. Right? We ended up eating like three or four deer out there because we just kept fucking <laughs> running just into kept them. Hitting them. What are you, Smiley Outdoors? Just hitting deer left and <laughs> but, right. Uh, but we had this chick. So this chick was like a Bolivian. Uh, she was from Bolivia and she was like an actual gorilla back in the day, like when she grew up yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And uh, she had fucking, she had a, she had a, a you know, a snare. And she caught a fucking possum. Oh, I thought this was going to go a whole different story. <laughs> I thought we were getting to the beaver. She had, she had a snare. Not, yeah, I wonder what Bosnian yeah, no. beaver tastes like. <laughs> Sadness. Bolivian. No. Bolivian. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of the no, bees. But, but she had this, she had this, like, we had all yeah. this fucking venison, like, stacked up like we had yeah. three years like fuck that i want fucking awesome. drained out ready to go and she had this possum in a cage that she had caught in the snare <laughs> and she had taken a you know like those rusty ass burn barrels she yeah. made a she made a smoker out of them it had different yeah. levels on it and smoker yeah and the gds gonna, ugly drum smoker yeah she was going to smoke that fucking possum in it and we had to make a mission in the middle of the night we let that fucking possum out and let it go and we <laughs> ate venison for every day we was she pissed? Was she pissed? Y'all let the possum go? She was so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is what's wrong with the military right now. They, these men let out this possum and they could have <laughs> ate him. We this is why every we day. won't win any wars. Yeah. Um. Hey. So uh, the most important question. All of these, obviously, the Brewskis are going to judge you on all of these, and we'll hear about it on the Discord. Um. Again, if you guys want to be part of the Discord, hit us up on our socials or bassandbrews at gmail.com. I can send you the link. Come join in. It's fun. It's a bunch of people talking shit, being the uh, bullshit degenerates that we all are here on the show. You can Barely uh, feral. Yep. Uh, forever feral. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is one they're going to judge you on. Every angler loves a great sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins? On the water or just like? Like on the water. Top, it doesn't on matter. The top no, no, I want sandwich. on the water. It's on okay. the water. Okay. Okay, on the water, better. I'm yeah. always like, uh, it's either peanut butter and jelly because I'm just going mm -hmm. to a gas station. Uh, a good old. Well, hold like, on. Time out. Time uh, out. Before what? you move on, you're peanut eating a butter peanut and jelly butter from jelly. a fucking gas station. Gas station? <laughs> All right. The fuck kind of gas stations y'all got in Colorado? You don't have peanut butter and <laughs> jelly sandwiches at your like little gas station? No. No, we also. Don't I mean, have weed yeah, you buy a loaf either. of bread and a jar of peanut butter and a jar of jelly. Oh, they're even called sandwiches. They're not even called sandwiches. They're called sandwich. <laughs> peanut butter jelly. You can get them in grape or strawberry. Okay. So if those you are my strawberry my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yes. You, yes. you you no, you that's the are, right way to go. You're a terrorist. No. You do one of each. You just switch it up. You know, you do one <laughs> of each. Uh, outside of that, it's either yep. uh, turkey and cheese. Okay. Or if I'm going to make something from home, yep. Um, maybe like pastrami or something better. Okay. You know, so. Man, I was waiting for this man to say fucking spinach. 
or some yeah. other weird shit. All right, Matt. Dude, it's been a fucking awesome time. Um, hey, Matt, thanks for playing along with me earlier yeah. and fucking with Alex. Yeah, fuck that you was guys. fun, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was fun for you assholes. Hey, thank you. Anyways, thank, thank you for coming on and shooting the shit with us. This is a good time. Yep. Hang out awesome. for a minute on the after show, but uh, just because you guys did that, we have a way better uh, special forces guy coming on next week. He's from uh, the uh, David Delta Force. Yeah, David Goggins is coming on. He's going to talk to you about running. Anyways, you guys have been awesome. He's so hard. Yeah, we'll see you for the next one. Matt, hang out for a minute. What is this? Later, fuckers.